Hey, everybody, and happy St. Patty's Day! This is the episode where Weston and I have a lot to drink. And from listening back a little bit, it definitely caught up to me quicker than it did him. So grab a drink and buckle up, because you're about to listen to a three-hour conversation that goes all over the place. This is Profoundish. Hey, Weston. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what are you drinking? Is that, is that the cold open? Just immediately, immediately. And we're recording. Hey, Weston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, isn't up? that a great start, though? That's it a great is. start to, to what could become of this the show. <laughs> I just like how there's usually a little bit of, like, a little bit of banter, and then we just kind of, like, ease into it but I, I like the immediate just hey weston and i already knew okay that's it we started i'm drinking We're um, here. i'm drinking some rum and pepsi my mm. preferred drink tonight i had um a beer night uh when was it it was like early in the week or whatever I, it was one of those uh i sat down with a beer and it turned into like several uh but so i already yep. had a beer night this week so today it's um Rum and Pepsi. I at the place I bought my rum, they didn't have any Coke, which was weird. But I am a Pepsi guy, just not usually with right. rum. It's well, the, I'm uh, sure it's still gonna taste good. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Don Q, the cheap rum. But I mean, I'm mixing it with Pepsi, so it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be crazy. No, no, no. I uh, on my side, I'm actually drinking a beer that you've had. It's from from a uh, brewed right here in Memphis. It's the Wiseacre beer. It's the double. Like haze IP double IPA hazy whatever it's the one that you and I got yeah. pretty buzzed off of uh, last time and I have this uh, thing to myself this time so it'll knock me out I'm I'm feeling pretty good <laughs> that's that's what it, I should have done when I went out for buying drinks I should have looked for some uh, hazy IPAs or whatever the thing that we drank I should have texted you like what the heck was this called and looked for something right. at least similar <laughs> just to bring yeah, us because back I'm a because I'm a beer guy. As as you know, like that's my preferred thing. And if if you really want to drink beers that have more alcohol content, it's out there. Um, oh, these yeah. these are like nine and a half percent, and they're sixteen ounce bottles, and there's quite a few of them. So um, I like it. I I love beer anyway. I love the taste of it. Did you know? Really quick, did you know that they make non alcoholic beer? Like yes, but also I don't think I've ever had any. It's weird. I, I've always, I'm curious to see what it tastes like because I love the taste of beer so much that I would love to just drink that like crap at my day job <laughs> in the office walking around with a non-alcoholic <laughs> beer, you know? I would I, do it. I, I just, there's something about it that feels like heresy. Like I know, I know. I mean, there's maybe maybe you like beer a lot more than me, but, and it's not that I don't like beer. Some beers are a bit much for me, but... There's something about it where beer by itself isn't really the most, I don't know, isn't the best flavor experience, but it's it's the combination of beer, whatever it's flavored with or whatever, if it's hoppy, if it's whatever, and then the fact that it has at least a little bit of alcohol to give you that, just that little extra brain zing, right? Especially, yeah, especially if you're talking like on the lighter side, it's perfect for that, for that little, I like the zing line, little right. extra zing. Um yeah, like, I've always most I've always beers had a very... by itself. I wouldn't want to drink just for beer. Go on. Oh, so that's interesting to me, because um, 
I don't know. I, I've always really, really liked the flavor. I like the, um, the the carbonation, just the entire feeling of it. I guess I don't know. Um, I also have a very interesting taste in food. Like I, I like very bitter tasting things, which is why I think I gravitate towards IPAs and stuff. I just like that for some reason. Sure. Um, but anyway, you know, you know, I happy. You know, I happy. Uh, what's it called? What's the holiday that we're we're celebrating here? Leprechaun Day. <laughs> happy Leprechaun Day. I'm gonna. I Saint I gotta Patrick's. admit this. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day. There it is. So it's funny. You said you had a surprise, right? I did. For this, uh, initially, for the show. Initially, yes. The, and because our idea was just we're just going to drink, chat, hang out. But then you said, we have a surprise. I'm like, okay. And I thought you were going to bring on a live leprechaun. So needless to say, I am disappointed. <laughs> I could be the live leprechaun, you know. <laughs> I could, like, I I could have be a live... the live leprechaun. I, I don't know how to do Maybe a leprechaun. Maybe not a live leprechaun, <laughs> but you can probably get a... Uh, a dead leprechaun, probably a little bit cheaper. <laughs> Is that I, too morbid, too quick? I, I, I didn't realize, I, I wasn't going to purchase, you have to trap them. The proper way to <laughs> have a leprechaun is you have to like kidnap and or trap one. Like uh, you've got some Lucky Charms or something underneath a, like oh, a crate on. and like a stick or that. whatever. Lucky Charms, you know? come on. <laughs> I loved Lucky Charms as a kid. That's like my favorite cereal. <laughs> Those were really good. Um, I was gonna. I, I did want to bring this up. I they're not the same category, but it reminded me of the story. Okay. So when I first moved to Memphis, I was looking for bandmates and like bands to play with, and um, I I made the interesting decision um, to hop on Craigslist. All right, every yeah, good story an, starts with Craigslist. That's an interesting decision. Yeah, indeed. Go on. Tell <laughs> and, me more uh, about your mistake. No. So what I did is I went to the music page and I was seeing, you know, keyboard player looking for singer or, or guitarist looking for band to play with, whatever. And then I saw this one. I don't think I've ever told you this. And it said, looking for a midget to throw at a party. <laughs> and at first, okay. I, I had to reread it because I thought it's because <laughs> I thought it said something like looking to like, like have a midget to throw a party with me or something like to party with a midget looking for a midget party would like to party with small people but but what it said was and I re- and I read it and I opened it up and everything and it was looking for a midget to throw at a party so he wanted so he was hoping somebody would be would fit the criteria accept the offer and be thrown at a party in Memphis you know, I feel like it's somewhere in the back of my head, this sounds familiar. I think this just used to be a thing that people did. Well, midget throwing was like a thing, right? I think so. It's, it's, I don't it's, know it's, where it's morally or right, but it right. happened. Well, the other thing too is I don't think you're supposed to call small people midgets. Like, isn't that like the M word for like dwarfism? Like, that's like not okay. So like I'm so like like in theory. So if you're like on Craigslist looking for a small person, I feel like saying midgets already like reduced like already the number of people you're looking for to be on craigslist that can fit your criteria and now you've already upset them they're like no yeah that yeah that's true that's true well i apologize if 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 you're a a little person out there i do apologize for using that word myself but i had to tell the story yeah alex was just telling a story he wasn't calling anybody any names but that's (laughs) the reason i brought that up wasn't because you were being offensive it was just that this craigslist post if you're already looking for a very niche individual you maybe Mm. should start by not immediately offending them you're not (laughs) i know well 
I know that that post stayed up there for quite a few weeks, but I kind of stopped tracking with it after so much time. So who <laughs> knows just, how that party went? I wasn't expecting you to be tracking it at all. Were you like curious to see how it goes, see if someone would fill it? I was curious to see how long it would take for it like to disappear. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know if it like costs money to keep an ad up on Craigslist. I've never used it like to post things. I don't know how that works. I don't think so. But I, well, I've never used it either. I thought it was free. I like kind of like a giant forum or something. But maybe I, may- I, because don't they make money off ads? Aren't there ads on Craigslist? Or am I just crazy? To I, my knowledge, Craigslist. I don't know the last time I've been on Craigslist. It's probably been eons. Well, you hear the horror stories. You know, oh these th- there's just these strange occurrences that happen because that always start <laughs> with Craigslist. I'm sorry. I'm not sure if there's ads. Guinea sisters need home ASAP posted two hours ago. <laughs> guineas. I mean, I, I know it's guinea. Yeah, it's a, there's a picture of two guinea pigs. I just laughed at the guinea sisters. The guinea sisters. That sounds like a like a like a series of children's books that just never quite took off. Here's one. Just looking for a cool guy. Looking for a cool guy <laughs> of age to hang out with that lives kind on the west end of where I live or surrounding towns out that way. Get back to me if interested. Bullet point. Okay. Do not contact me with unsolicited services or offers. Here's what you do. You fit the bill. Get a get a leather jacket, throw on some shades, and you're a, and you're a cool guy. I do have a leather jacket, and I, I wear glasses, so I've actually got clips I could wear over them, so those could be my shades. My concern is the part where it says, looking for a cool guy of age. <laughs> what, what, what's, what's expected to happen here? I mean, I understand that, like, no children, please, but, like, that's just such a weird way to put it. That That is, but you got to realize it is Craigslist. There's a lot of, uh, I mean, there, I think there's a whole section on Craigslist for, uh, what do they call them? For children? Like no, what, no, no, what, no, 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 like for, not, for sexual encounters. Oh, no, I believe that. But what people not of age are using Craigslist? Isn't Craigslist Cra- seems like such an old thing anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I went to Craigslist for the first time and God knows when. And it looks like it's from the freaking like, 2002. Okay, I was going to ask if it looks like it still, like it still hasn't been, like, updated for, like, two decades. Yeah, it's very it's much got- just, it's just lit, like, it's just words that are hyperlinks. Like, there's nothing interesting to look yep. at. That's how it's looked since forever. <laughs> well, amazing. it's funny, because there's, on my band search, when I first moved, <laughs> I, I, there, I also learned that there were um, actual dedicated, like, there's, like, Tinder for musicians, called Band Mix, not a sponsor, oh. um, but, like, inboard like it's literally hey i'm a guitarist i'm 27 uh i'm looking <laughs> you know? for a flutist and, uh or a flautist right. uh 23 seriously it, it it was just it's really cool it's a cool little uh cool little thing really what that ended up being though was just a bunch of musicians going hey look how awesome i am if you yeah. want to join me that's cool but really just look how awesome i am there's there wasn't a lot of collaborating from what i could tell that like um I don't remember what the name of it is because I never downloaded it. Uh, but I, I would get ads from it uh, for it from time to time for some sort of dating app specifically for gamers. And that's what I imagined it was. For was gamers. just a bunch of people. Yeah, for gamers. But what I imagined it was just a bunch of people probably just like, hey, check out my Let's Play. <laughs> check out my stream. Like- check out my stream. <laughs> I'm on Twitch. That's so sad. I mean, I don't know if that's true oh. or not, but that's what I imagine is that it's just a bunch of people trying to promote their their gaming 
it's so funny because when I was in the like the dating app universe, which yeah. wasn't that long ago, really. I just, just remember you know, being a few so months, maybe a few weeks ago. <laughs> right. I yeah, won't tell know. Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, you don't tell her. Um, oh please, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't I say, have any luck on there anyway. You said uh, not That's too long ago, to. but like it's it would be years ago. I guess you're right. I guess yeah. honestly, it would have been twenty. It would have been 2019. So never mind. I this guess that was quite a while ago. You now. don't even know what uh, COVID dating app scene looks like. You don't even know. Dude, I barely missed it. I barely missed the mark. <laughs> thank God, honestly. Um, but it is weird meeting somebody and then just starting to get close and then the pandemic hits too. That's also weird. Yeah. Because you get you can really like... We saw how we both handled something like this very early on before we really knew each other that well. So that was interesting. But anyway, how divisive um, the pandemic was for people in general. So that's like, that's kind of like yeah. a make it or break it for a lot of folks, I'm sure. Well, and it was, you know, there there was a the, the divorce rate um, shot. Well, it didn't shoot through the roof, but it increased quite a bit. Um, I believe through it. 2020 and 2021, um, which I thought was an interesting read. But anyway, so when I was using dating apps, though. There's so many, and it's crazy how different they all really are, and a lot of them have different kinds of people on there, too. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember hating Plenty of Fish. I hated it. Because, well, I think I just hated the app, too. Like, I just didn't like how it worked. But sure, I don't know. And then there's different kinds of people, obviously, on Tinder versus Bumble. I don't know what else is out there now. I mean, I used Hinge to meet Steph, but... um. From your experience, what is how, okay? Let me ask. Let me ask <laughs> yes, from this angle. From my let me ask from this angle. Which dating app has? Let's start here. Has the best interface from your experience? Oh God! Let's so start ma- there. So many of them are like kind of copycats of each other, but with just little differences. Because so many of them are just the like they 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 base themselves off Tinder because it was like the most popular, right? It's the swiping right. and it's like a, maybe a super like or some variation thereof, and maybe a little profile blurb. Uh, as far as best interface, kind of depends on what you're looking for, right? Like if you are just yeah. looking for streamlined, probably Tinder because it's. At, at its heart and soul, it's just pictures, swipe right or left. You've got a space to yeah. like write a bio if like you're going to do that, but like Tinder's interface itself treats that kind of like a second thought, honestly. And then you can get a yeah. lot more complicated from there to like something like Match.com. I've never used eHarmony. I, I imagine in my brain that that's probably even more um, in depth, but something like Match where they're actually trying to get to the heart and soul of like personality. So they kind of really try to prompt you to fill in more information stuff. But as a result, that clutters up the interface because there's more stuff yeah. to go through. So you've got, and then anything in between there. Uh, so it kind of just depends on what you're looking for. I don't know if I've ever messed. I want to say the worst interface, in my opinion, has actually been Hinge, which is what you mentioned. Really? <laughs> I, just in terms of interface, I have had more interface. Issue, that's true. Yeah, okay. for interface, I've more had more issues with Hinge's interface than any other app that I've used. But I, I okay. don't know why that is. I it had a weird, especially the first time I ever picked it up to look at it. It would keep refreshing profiles. Like 
I would be like looking at someone's profile and like maybe I'd get a notification, like a text and I'd have to answer it. And when I came back and refreshed, so like whoever I was looking at is gone forever now. So they had a, it never like held on to what you were looking for, for any period of time whatsoever. I don't know if that was a weird bug thing. Um, I had issues with scrolling on it a lot. And maybe this is a compatibility issue hmm. with my phone, but I don't know why it's not an old phone. So uh, I don't know. That's the I've had the most issues with its interface, but like it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't uh, terrible all the time. It was just weird things every now and again. I should say. So did you use, or have you used plenty of fish? The last time I looked at Plenty of Fish, I wasn't actually seriously trying to use it. It was something I'd heard about, and I was like, I, I have okay. not used their app ever, so I don't actually know what that looks like. But I've been on their website before out of curiosity many years ago. Um, not seriously. Oh, okay. uh, and I hated their website. I can speak for their website at the time from like a, a decade ago, maybe. Uh, their website was a, a disaster, a nightmare, and f- it, it just, uh, who Okay. Didn't like it. Well, I can, I can say it took them a while to get it figured out, because in 2019, <laughs> at least, Plenty of Fish, the app was also terrible. <laughs> so, it, it was just slow and buggy, not buggy, but it was just laggy, everything was slow, like, even swiping, just, it seemed like my phone's refresh rate dropped by half every time I would, like, swipe. It just, it just wasn't, wasn't that great. I but... Remember, I, I w- looked at their rate. I was just curious. I looked at it on my Play Store because I was curious what they were rated. A lot of these apps, dating apps, are usually very weirdly rated because you know people are unsuccessful finding dates and then they like you know rate yep. it appropriately. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and I've always think that I've always thought that's funny. It's like that has nothing to do with your. I mean, I guess it kind of does, but like your user experience with the platform. I mean, that that should be a separate thing. But I understand people tie their emotions to. All it's kinds of things. Very interesting. Um, Three point seven stars on uh, on uh, Google Play for Plenty of Fish, which does beat out. Let me check. Hold that on. does actually beat out OK Cupid. I've also not used that, but OK Cupid at three point five and Upward Christian Dating App three point six. Just saying. Just goodness. Saying. So I use all of those. I used OK Cupid. Um, hold on, really quick. I want to see what it is on iOS. Hold on. Plenty I want to see what Tinder's fish. rating is since it's so popular. See, Tinder is only at a three point three for context. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, so plenty of fish on. Oh, well, they changed it since I've used it. Totally different. Look. Well, yeah. Again, um, you haven't f- used any of these in years. So. So right. It's four point two on iOS. Um, oh, that's much better. Interesting. It's possible that more people might use it on iOS. I don't know. So it's just, just the clientele on an Apple device is just <laughs> more forgiving. Maybe I don't know. Well, trust me. Ask someone who still misses Samsung a lot of the time. Yes, Apple users are just very forgiving. <laughs> That's just kind of who they are. Um, trust me, I'm saying it as, a, as an Apple user. But uh, I, what I was going to say was this. I had so many of those apps, nothing was working. And I remember, this is when I still lived in Illinois, I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do Match. Because Match, like you said earlier, was kind of more in the similar vein of like eHarmony. Where you take the yeah. time, you really put in... You, you know, you put in who you are and you're expecting the same from the person that you you want to meet, right? Yes. And so I spent a long time really kind of crafting things in, in, in a way like by, by crafting. I don't mean like making me sound different. I just mean I really wanted to put my heart and soul into this thing. Put some effort and, into the presentation of right. the profile. Right. Exactly. 
Nothing. Absolutely freaking nothing, man. It was just like all the other dating apps. Like, because you get, it was an it was an app. Like, I I pictured Match and eHarm and eHarmony as like websites, but right. they obviously have app versions too in this day and age. And it just it was the same crap. It really was. Um, but like you so were saying I know you earlier, the people that are on it based on their profiles are different from compared to other apps. That's true. Um, that I mean that is true. I, one thing I will appreciate from uh, I think it <laughs> I, actually it might have been Hinge. Okay, I think Hinge had a lot of funny people. Um, and I know you and I have had sh- have shared stories about this too. Like just people who would just put funny things on their profiles. Like right. I would never like go out with this person, but I, they gave me a laugh for a minute. Or maybe I would. Who knows? Like there was this one girl I'll never forget. <laughs> every answer to her question. So the way Hinge is set up. Uh, for the listeners here who may not know, Hinge is basically, at least from when I used it, it was you have your pictures at the top that you can go through, and then they'd have they'd pick from a list of uh, questions, and then they'd have to answer those questions. Right. Um, and they're kind of very specific questions, which can kind of, um, you know, come up, you know, encourage kind of interesting answers, which kind of keeps it interesting and a good right. conversation starter. So uh, this one girl, I can't remember what the questions were exactly, but I was looking through and I thought, oh, she's cute. Okay. And then I scrolled down and it's like, you know, where, where, where will you be found or where can we find you on a Friday night? Right. I think that was literally one of the questions. Okay. And, and it was like, or are at home eating Popeye's chicken. <laughs> okay. Well, she loves Popeye's. That's cool. That's my, next that's my one. Popeye's day every, every week. Right. That's what right. I'm going to be doing. It, exactly. And then the next one is like, what's your vice or what's the thing you can't quit? And it was <laughs> Popeye's chicken. Well, Popeye's chicken. Yeah. And then like every single thing was Popeye's chicken. I think I could be wrong. Cause I, I, my memory's not, it's not as bad as yours, but it's not great. I, I think I messaged her, but I don't think she ever replied. Um, but just because I think I made some joke about the chicken or I, or I think I said, so what's your favorite food? I think that's what I asked. Uh, what do you like to eat? You know, she probably didn't think that was funny. So <laughs> she was probably uh, like, well, clearly you didn't read my profile, so this isn't going to work. Yeah, she took it seriously. Like, come right. on. Um, or what if she was serious? <laughs> she, she was literally like, I love Popeye's. <laughs> I, I bet she I bet she was to some level very serious about that. Uh, that that love for Popeye's. I like Popeye's as well. And I haven't been in a while. And I kind of feel like I yeah. need to make the pilgrimage because I'm not far from one. I you know I res- pilgrimage yeah <laughs> I, I respect even though, though it's like close it is I, well from even if it's close for me sometimes going someplace I don't usually go to is a pilgrimage fair but um because I always end up doing the same for, I I'm surrounded by things that I would love to like eat more of and then I eat the same darn things all the time yeah but I was gonna it's s- easy to get in that that loop. I was gonna say that I I appreciate though like like the reason that that Popeye's profile was so funny was that it was it stood out it was different. So many profiles will take those like prompts, and their answers are always just like something like the like what are you doing on a Friday night relaxing or something like that. It'll be like one word or two words, and it's just like well, so like you had the choice of what prompt you wanted to put on your profile. And you couldn't find any prompt where your answer would elaborate on your personality whatsoever, like at all. <laughs> okay. Well, because that actually that that's actually very telling of perhaps what 
that potential partner is looking for. Like, if you're not putting in the effort, like, how could I expect you to really put in the effort if we're going to go on a date? Well, that was like talking about the clientele or whatever of each of these apps. I would expect something like that from like Tinder, where you just throw up some pictures and that's what it's really focused on, where the bio is, again, second fiddle. But like the more focused that the app is on profiles, like Hinge is up there right under like Match, for example, since we mentioned both of those. Like, yes. there's an expectation that you're going to put some effort into creating a profile that isn't just pictures. Uh, it's going to be prompts and stuff. Like, there is a right. focus on that. So when you're on, like, Hinge, and, like, the answers to prompts are just non-consequential, or for the upteenth time, I like The Office, aren't I so quirky? No, you're not. Everybody <laughs> likes The Office. God dang it. That's uh, not special. I, that's I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to provoke you to get on, to get in on your... Uh, your online dating rant. Oh God, you're going. You're going to. You're you're going to get me there. Uh, <laughs> I I I every time I have ever seen a. I don't care who you are or what you look like or anything. If your profile says, I know this is controversial. I don't like the office. You're getting a right swipe from me. Because because you stand for something. God dang it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I remember there was a lot of um. Um, I don't remember there being a lot of office. I know a lot of people talked about like Chick Fil A and stuff. I don't like. There's very specific, like very specific foods and stuff. I don't know. Like like the Popeyes thing was funny, but I've only I think that was like a one time thing. The food thing now. It it, this is what drives me nuts. I just I I'm I'm so because I've seen this so much. I have got a warped sense of women now, and I that's why I've like quit using (laughs) dating apps. They all like the Office and tacos. And these are not personality oh, traits. These are not personality dude, traits. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Well, I remember when I started to date Steph, and it was still pretty early on, I, I called her basic. <laughs> um, and, and it was early enough to where she could have easily said, all right, F you, I'm out, right? Yeah, that's and be, and And I was being kind of cute, but also like, God, this girl is pretty basic. Because she loves the office, she loves tacos. <laughs> of course, you know, she loves Starbucks. She's a woman. She goes of course, to Target. she does. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. And then you learn basically every woman is like that. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but no, I mean it. It. I, I. Those are all things I love about her now. But yeah, it is funny how that works. Um, Admittedly, I. Yeah. I do like Target. I like Target. I don't think I've ever you seen a woman's profile say she likes shopping at target which is hilarious there are targets around here i don't know if i've ever seen a profile mention target it's always tacos well, it's and weird. office <laughs> tacos and office makes sense but i would put target in that list only uh, just because i feel like yeah like men go to target too like i'd prefer target over walmart but, any day right you're not um, i mean you're not wrong because it, it is a meme that basic women like target and starbucks like that that is a meme that is like right. accepted on the internet i just i haven't seen so, that in dating apps which i think is interesting so I used to do, but let me give you my trajectory with Target. Do it. it actually changed because of Steph. So before I met Steph, I thought, eh, Target for women, whatever. If I need something, I'm just going to go. If I have to go to Walmart, I'll go, or I'll just go to some other local place, right? And like, fine, whatever. And then I met her, and then she'd always talk about going to Target, you know, and then she... <laughs> now, the thing is, is that my, my, my view is a little skewed because you and I talked about this on like our first or second episode. Like, I don't like shopping. I never have. I don't care what I'm shopping for. I don't want to do it. Right. And 
so I want to get in and get out very quickly. And I know, like, like the, the stereotype of women going to Target is, oh, I'm going to go get these things. And then, oh, look at this shirt. Oh, look at this. And then, that you know, that's the stereotype. Right. And goodness gracious, she when her and I started to date and I, she started taking me to Target, I realized I didn't get caught up in, like, the, oh, look at this. Oh, look at that. I'm still the typical, stereotypical guy going, okay, yep, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am that. I'm not going to lie. But I like it so much better than Walmart. It's nicer. It's cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I realized that don't judge a book by its cover because I never set to my knowledge. Maybe I did and I have forgotten. But before her, I don't think I ever set foot in a Target. Or if I did, it was very rare or seldom when I was young. So now it's like my preferred place if I'm going to just like a – if I need to go to like a big general store, I guess, whatever you want to call it, superstore. Um, they don't. So usually, now I go there. They don't usually have the cheapest options. For that, you're still wanting to go to like a Walmart. True. But for a sort of sort of uh, slightly higher end middle road retail superstore, slightly. Yeah, like because you it's know not cra- it's not crazy fancy, but like they have that stuff there if you want to go that route. But in a lot of Targets, have a Starbucks in them. So you know, if you're a basic, exactly, it makes sense. A basic basic woman, then you know, double down on <laughs> right. that. But. Yeah, they're cleaner and just I don't know the the clientele's different from your Walmart's like you don't have you we we can all imagine the stereotypical Walmart goer. You know what I mean? I go to Walmart, I'm not well, putting yeah. anyone down, but you know what I'm talking nope. about. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Um remember that old website peopleofwalmart.com? Yes, that's that's what I was thinking in my head. I think of peopleofwalmart.com. Yeah. If that's still a thing. Kind of well, you know, it's funny. It's all about perception because I know you said it's like slightly nicer, and that's very well that could be true. But I'm, I'm pretty much convinced that anywhere any warehouses they're getting their products from are not going to be that much nicer than Walmart's, if any. It's just they have that brand, that branding that I think yeah. allows them, and that image that allows them to kind of charge slightly higher prices because. When- the, you and I are talking about it right now. Like, there is a difference between Walmart and Target yeah. in terms of, I guess, that sort of, that realm of the status, you know? Well, that's how, and, and it's classic classism. So, like, right. this is just how it works. This is capitalism and classism. If you want to reach a certain demographic of audience, then you have to present your goods and charge your goods for that audience. So, if you don't, so, like, Walmart wants Anybody and everybody to come in. They want to be like the first stop for anybody to be able to come into. So they've got dirt cheap stuff all over the place and as many different varieties of things that they can possibly get. If you don't want that kind of clientele, that like the 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 cheapest and the poorest and the you know the lower class in your rest in in your retail store, then you simply carry slightly better goods at a higher markup, and the people that are the yeah. poorest can't afford to shop there so they don't go there which means you have a higher class clientele and the higher the class clientele you can attract you keep attracting more of that this is just classism right like if i'm upper middle class right like i knock down a uh, hundred grand a year or whatever why would i be shopping at walmart with all the dregs of society in their like <laughs> right. you know ripped up clothes and they're, they don't smell like they've showered in a week because they probably only eat every other day because they're broke Whatever. Like, I'm not trying to call right. anyone out here. I'm not trying to be rude. It's just literally how, <laughs> in a capitalism 
and a classism. This is just how, how it a works. Class yeah. System works. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're you're com- you're completely right. Um, that's that's so interesting to me. If I want to sell um, uh, premium luxury sports cars for only the rich, instead of a markup of like a hundred percent, I mark up a thousand percent. I just—it's the same thing with shoes. Shoes is a huge thing, actually. People that collect yep. freaking shoes—they—they're just made out of the same freaking stuff anyone else's shoes are. But if I say that this one's worth two thousand dollars and make it a slightly funny it's, color, yep. someone out there wants it. <laughs> you know what I mean? There, there's two things that you're right. There's two things I want to say. By the way, first thing I guess I will say is. Why is it, when it comes to electronics, that if it's heavier, it just feels like it's going to be better, even if it's not necessarily better? Do you know what I mean? Like, if I were to hold two smartphones, and they're both equal in quality, whatever, like the same insides or whatever, but somehow one is significantly lighter than the other, well, that why used- is it? Because I know you, I can guarantee you feel the same way. Why is it that we would feel that the heavier phone is going to be the nicer phone. Well, historically, a lot of goods, um, when they were made with fake components, like, say, plastic instead of metal, uh, the real stuff was heavier because it was made out of the actual components, whereas the fake stuff wasn't. So I think historically, it's always felt better to have a heavier item because it's more likely to have the real stuff in it as opposed to cheaply made plastic stuff. Depending on what you're talking so, about. So with electronics, it, I I don't know how much of a factor it plays because there was that point in time where, like for phones, for example, where everything was getting smaller and lighter, smaller and lighter, smaller and lighter. So that was actually the luxury thing was to have the smallest, lightest phone possible. But, I mean, it's kind of gone the other way yeah. with smartphones a little bit. But um, I think that's where it so comes So you're from. kind of saying... Like, ju- like so jewelry. So you're kind of saying it, it's just instilled. Like it's in, kind of just instilled in us just... Like societally speaking, just for right. years and years and years, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense because I get it. Because I mean, that's why a lot of the times these electronics are heavier. Maybe you've got a bigger battery, or you know, this is, there's more components inside the phone, thus making it "quote unquote" better. I have a, um, a credit card. Uh, well, no, it's it's actually a debit card um, that is made with a little bit of tungsten in it. And so it's a little bit heavier. It's kind of like a premium debit card for um, one of my online banks that I'm, I'm a part of. And I get that gets noticed. Like when I hand that off to pay for things, people comment, oh, that's a heavy card. And it's not like. Is it black? Uh, it's green. Is it the black? Is it like the black card? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it, it's green uh, because okay. green is the color of my online bank, but um, right, which okay. I would name right now. But uh, my affiliate link for it is too long. So if I'm not going to make any money on it, I'm not going to bother. No. <laughs> well, I wonder if we, do you bank local to where you're at? Um, no, actually. Well, because I, I have two banks. I have an online bank and I have a bank that I still use for my hometown. Oh, okay, never mind. I was just curious because like, I still bank back home and I was wasn't sure if we did the same thing. But because I'm thinking I don't have a debit card like that. Yeah. So never mind. It's a it's a nice debit card, and it gets comments on it, and people kind of like you know look at you like, ooh, this is a premium card. I'm like, it is. It's got tungsten in look it. Look at me. So there is something <laughs> like you're right. Like a heavier product, depending on what the product is, but a heavier product is like just even viewed as more premium, more luxury. I know it. Now here's a here's a little turn though. So you talk about like you know the class stuff, and it's true. But there's there get there gets to a point with wealth because and they talk about like there's wealthy people and then there's like ultra wealthy people 
And yeah. usually speaking, like the ultra wealthy people, guess what? They're getting their crap from Walmart. You know what I mean? Like they're they're they do have. I mean, granted, they've got the wealth, obviously. But they, I can't remember why I read this, but they talk about, you can tell when a person is rich because you can just tell that they live that lifestyle. But the people who are mega rich usually don't just, at least, like, kind of like, surface level, you can't tell. They're the ones that are usually wearing the slacks and the all, all, all that stuff. I've just, I, I've heard that. And I think that's interesting. It's probably because of how they treat their money and how, I think know, how conservative a lot of they are with it, I guess. has to do with... Uh... Sorry, I'm popping a new drink. I think a lot of that has to do with the um, growing number of new money and the sort of, um, like, the, the the new money millionaires. The people that have uh, come into money through, like, say, an influencer, like a new YouTuber, like a Paul yeah. brother or something like that. You know, that level of influencer with a lot of new money coming in. And they want to live that lavish lifestyle and be recognized as living a lavish lifestyle. So the products that they consume are designed to show off their wealth, right? Because they want people to think they're wealthy. So that's where you actually get people buying crazy luxury products that show off their wealth. Whereas your mega billionaires... They don't need to prove to anyone they're wealthy. <laughs> right. All right. If you saw right. Elon Musk, Bill Gates, or uh, Warren Buffett, if you see these people in the street, and so as you know what they look like, you don't need them to be wearing the most expensive stuff that you can possibly think of for you to know they're wealthy. You can see Bill Gates in a button-up shirt and slacks and be like, yeah, well, that man's richer than God. So <laughs> right? they don't right. need that. So they just, the, the the stupid wealthy, they can just wear whatever they want, which if that happens to be leaning more towards comfort than style, then so be it. Right. You have nothing to prove. Like, you're sitting pretty, so who cares? That kind of reminds me of an old thing that, I think it was an interview with Steve Jobs, um, and he was talking about, like, they asked him, like, why he wears the same thing every day, and he's like, you know what, there's other things to worry about, so I have my outfit picked out, and I can worry about the other things, and I don't know, there might be, that could run deeper, but I'm just saying, like, that that is something to kind of aspire to, it's like, you know what, who cares, right, I got other things to work on. I can wear this every day, and I'm fine. That's actually a common thing, was... um, apparently, from so- something I read from a bajillion years ago. So I'm, I got no qu- I got no citation on this, but that's apparently a thing with uh, extremely successful creative people or extremely successful uh, intellectual people, where it's common for people to just wear like the same outfit or the same couple outfits because their mind is always so focused on all this other stuff that they're doing with their lives that that extra bit of brain power it takes to like plan an outfit is just too much it's just the 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 thread that breaks the camel's back i don't want to think about i want to come to my closet i'm just gonna wear this thing right wow see like that's i can't really fathom that way of thinking at least like i I just can't like i mean (laughs) i wish i could say that if i could be honest i can say not I'm not going to tr- pretend to be like one of those successful people or whatever, but I can fathom that. That's my whole shtick with wearing the same goddamn uniform for my YouTube. Sure. In case that's yeah. never like come up to you before. Like the reason I wear the same costume is because I got too tired of worrying about whether I looked presentable for a video for camera that I was like, I picked an outfit 
this is what I will always look look like on camera, and that's it. I don't ever have to think about it now. Like, does my hair look okay? okay. Does this shirt look okay? No, I'll just wear the same thing every time. <laughs> Dang. Well, I mean, I res- I totally respect it. I always figured your outfit um, was because you're like, I need... I thought it was like maybe a little more... I'm sure this is part of your execution, yes. or correct me if I'm wrong. I figured at least part of it was like, this will also give me a shtick, a look. This is my this is my look, and I'm sticking with it. That's why it turned into a Hawaiian shirt and fedora. Yes. So, so like, I, I, okay, okay. Yes. So your initial thought was like, basically, I want to just figure out something. Like, I'm tired of worrying about what I have to wear every every day for to when I record a, a stream or a video or whatever. And then you it, you gave it more thought from that point going forward. Going, okay, what should it be? What should my look be? Exactly. And then that was like your final time of thinking about it. And then that's it. Done. Yes. That sort of thing. <laughs> it was okay. it was like I wanna that makes I wanna sense. wear a uniform so I don't ever have to think about this ever again. But if I'm gonna wear a uniform, right. I have to pick something that I'm okay with wearing every single time and because it's entertainment, it has to stand out. So I'm like, okay, a Hawaiian shirt and a fedora. Because those are things that I had in the closet. And I was like, Great. Well, That's what at, I'm gonna look like. That it's very distinctive. It's it, it's you. Um hey, listen, really quick. I'm going to go refill. I need another beer. Um, okay. I will be right back if you can entertain while I'm gone. You are now listening to uh, a hasty <laughs> podcast for the next several minutes until Alex comes back with his beer. Um, he's going to go get a beer. I need more ice. I, I have a second drink, but I have no ice for it. Are you an ice drinker out there? I'm, I'm talking to you. Are you listening? Answer me. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I know you can't. Uh, but no, I, I, I like ice in a cocktail. Well, not a, a cocktail. I don't know. Ice is a weird thing. All right. I don't need ice in every drink, but like a rum and Coke, I feel like needs ice, but not everything. But then again, there's a lot of uh, mixed drinks that are kind of like slushy. Ice is a funny one because in the West, at least in the United States, ice goes in everything. But I know a lot of other countries, ice is a bit of a foreign concept, right? Like, or even just chilled drinks. Like, Alex is going to go get a beer. Like, I, in the West, you want your beer basically as cold as you can get it. But elsewhere, like in Europe or whatever, you just drink it like room temp. Which, like, I can get away with. I understand that drinking at room temperature, you get a lot more flavor out of your drinks. Like beer. You get a lot more flavor. Because the cooler your drink, the more muted. You can kind of really um, temper the flavor. It masks it. Cooling your drink masks the flavor. So I don't know if just as an American, like Americans just don't like too too much flavor, like to be too potent, which maybe maybe is true. Or maybe we have an obsession with ice. what's this about? Ice. This is about ice. I was talking about because you went to go get a new drink, and I already poured myself a second drink, but I don't have any more ice. I'd have to go get more ice. And so I'm drinking my rum and Pepsi, and it's not warm, but it's just not iced. So we were talking about ice, ice and drinks. Okay. Yeah. Ice. Um, ice. Where ice, can ice I go baby. from ice? Ba-da-bum, we talk about, we can, you and I can talk about basically anything. I'm trying to think, can we go somewhere with ice? Um, I, I, I mean, I once put an ice cube down my pants on a jam and chat. I did that once. Was that, that was from fun. the wheel of doom or whatever you called it? Or Yeah. The cup of doom. Cup yeah. of doom. Um, the cup of doom. It was such a fun like idea. It's just that, like, when I implemented it, 
that's when people stopped watching the Jam and Chat. So it basically like just became less like it was just harder to do it because there was less people to watch it. Right. Um. But and that's not me throwing a pity party. I was just no, simply no. stating a fact. Well, that's true. However, like it, I love the idea. It's it's just it's hard when you start when you start thinking of plans and ideas that would re- work really well to so long as you have X threshold of viewership to make it interesting yeah. or worthwhile. But then if you can't quite hit that threshold and depending on what you're doing is going to change what that threshold is, it just kind of becomes more lackluster than you'd like it to be. So th- like you said, it's not a pity party, but at the same time, it's a recognition of this would have more impact if there were more people to react to it. Right. I'm wondering, you're completely right. I'm wondering how many creators here we go. We're we're back to our number one topic. We always talk about. <laughs> Here I we wonder go. how many um, how many creators have been affected. Okay, new creators have been affected after like like, like post pandemic creators who kind of emerged during the pandemic. Yeah, I would love to see how many are still thriving and doing really well, and and because I'm sure there's some who aren't. Right. Um, because people went back to school or they went back to work or whatever they did. I would love to see those numbers because that's an interesting concept because there there was a huge influx of people who had the time to be creative yeah. and make things. And there was a huge influx of people who were at home wanting to watch creative people make things. Um, so I'd be curious to see those numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a very good point because, and I haven't looked at the numbers lately. I assume the amount of content being consumed has dropped as people re-enter the workforce and more yeah. regular normal lives that isn't just, you know, shut in your house all day, every day, like the pandemic days. So I can only assume, yeah, there were people that saw s- some degree of unsuspected, uh, uh, un- Unsuspected is that one of yeah unsuspected success during pandemic that maybe dropped off. I do yeah I wonder how well those people took it. If that's something where you give up on uh, whatever creative endeavor it was, if it's YouTube videos, streaming, whatever. Maybe it's uh, heck. I don't even know outside of YouTube or Twitch or something like that. I don't even know the number of people that took up oddball hobbies like say painting right and maybe open an etsy shop to sell their paintings and then now that pandemic's over people aren't browsing etsy as much so i don't even know the number of drop-off there there might have been since then it makes me kind of sad to think about this too like because i i think about the people who like really found something that they loved and maybe like they worked for this big corporate company and they were getting paid to be home Right, because some because a lot of the big companies were doing that. I was actually one of those at the time. I worked for a big corporate company, and they were paying me, and I was home for weeks. And not everyone has that luxury. I understand that's a privilege, and I'm I'm very I grateful was for that. But that worker, I went to work. Every well, we'll day. <laughs> well we'll get back to that because I ended up being an essential worker too. But we'll go back to that. I guess what I'm saying is, it makes me sad to think about how. Maybe some maybe there's that that person out there who discovered that hobby that they love, but then they had to go back to work and then sacrifice that hobby again just to go back to that like soul sucking job that they hate, you know? Well like that that always makes me sad. Hopefully, to think about. yeah. That would be sad, but hopefully maybe they went to back back to a job that wasn't soul sucking and they left 
a creative yeah. hobby that was fun for a while, but was starting to drop off. And now that's not soul sucking. Then again, you just made a point, which is where some people can get into a hobby for a little bit and then that's kind of it. Right. Like people like you and me, we're just creatives. We always want to create. Like a reality of not creating to me sounds like the worst reality to live in. I understand that some people, maybe it's just, oh, this was fun for a few months. And it's like, okay, maybe I'm ready to go back. Um, Or at least I'm ready to do something different, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can guarantee you couldn't think of a world where you you weren't making something. Like, I really enjoy, and I do go in these binges, I really do enjoy, like, just playing some video game by myself for uh, an obscene amount of time straight, even as an adult, right? I enjoy doing that from time to time. But for the majority of my time, if I'm not you know, besides work, putting, if I'm not putting my free time into something that ends in a product or something afterward for me to like, look at. So for me, like video creation, for example, if I'm not putting my time into doing something like that, I just feel like I've wasted my time and that affects my enjoyment of my free time. So in terms of the creative stuff, there's all kinds of things I dabble in because what I do for fun in my free time for not when I'm not working is making things. And I promote, uh, especially on this podcast, I promote my gaming YouTube channel a lot. But even outside of that, I do a bunch of other oddball things. I write some poetry on the side. I kind of like fidagle with other stuff. I've done other weird stuff like where I kind of like play with game design and like making a game or making music. I we The first episode of this podcast, like we played a song that I composed because I was bored, right? Like that's just, well, I like to make things well listen first of all i want to go to that our theme song for those of you who maybe who are new listeners yeah actually i don't know if we ever said this our theme song actually incorporates that song Mm -hmm. just to like the um that's actually in there if you listen right before it kicks into the drum beat that's his music yeah and i I surprised (laughs) him with that he didn't know i was going to do that so i thought that was fun yeah because you actually like uh, mixed together the uh the actual intro Right, I was listening to your intro. I did change the key. I did change the pitch. But besides that, I and then I made the music to it. But um, yeah, it's like, and different people just work different ways. But for people like you and me, you kind of get your fulfillment out of making, right? Like, I know a lot of people, and th- there's no judgment here. This is a fine thing to do if this is what you want to do to unwind. But for what a lot of people do is, you know, you go work your job, you go home, you want to cook dinner, you watch your shows, do whatever you want to do do other things, read a book. I don't, I don't know, whatever you're doing. (laughs) Well, people like me and you, it's like, I go to my day job, I go home and I get to work. And, 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 and I'm not saying that because that that made me sound like an ass. I feel like right there. It's like, I'm not saying you're not working. I'm just saying, because we find our times to relax too. There's no like, like, you know, we do our things, but for, but our fulfillment, you know, because you might get your fulfillment from, I don't know, family like your family or something i don't know we don't have families we we create things <laughs> i um, don't have fulfillment i have to look for it <laughs> have, right, right oh good lord that's like um, a grander existential crisis i think every human being uh has to suffer through at least a little bit but finding weston wait we're not we're not we're not nearly even close to being drunk enough to talk about that yet okay not yet. <laughs> okay. How, how many drinks in are you, by the way? I well, I don't know what constitutes a drink because I'm just free pouring. But um, okay, I'm on my second glass. 
and you know what I'm using for a glass okay. right now? Like, you're the only one listening to this that's going to have any idea what I'm talking to. Well, there's a few people from our hometown that listen to this that I might remember. I've got an old um, Zaz cup. You know, the, like, the, the, the plastic cups <laughs> yes. that they give you they can bring back, and yep. you get, like, a discount because it's, like, a reusable cup. I'm using an old Zaz cup for my rum and Pepsi. Zaz, rest in peace. Well, you use that on your stream sometimes. I you, do. You had it on your stream the other night, and I saw it. I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's still got that Zaz cup. I've got a few of them. I've got, like, um, four or five of them, yeah. Legitimately, rest in peace. Zaz was great. I loved Zaz. I liked their pizzas. I, their pizzas are something that I discovered later in its, in its uh, lifespan. Because I get their pastas, and I, I like their pastas. But I didn't discover Me their too. pizzas until mm. later. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. These are fire. <laughs> right. And now they're – because that, was that the only one? There was two of them. There was two Zaz. There was two Zaz. Okay. They're both gone. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's so bizarre when you leave your homeland and then you realize how many things were just local. Right. Like, you know, I, <laughs> there's so many days where I'll like crave like my favorite pizza from back, back home. I don't know if you've ever had it, or maybe you have, and maybe I—I I, I don't know. But what was Filippo's and Muhammad? I remember Filippo's. Um, I've met Filippo. So I loved. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's cool. Um, because they so you, if you met Filippo, then you met the the one from the Monticello store. Um, I think I think we met have... them in Muhammad though. I can't remember the details because I was I oh, was okay. younger, but I think we met them in Muhammad at the Filippo's there. Okay. So the, their story, basically, not that anyone cares, but I'll keep it very, very brief, is that the father um, from Italy opened up the one in Monticello. These are all dinky little towns in Illinois. <laughs> and then um, his daughter his daughter opened up the one in Muhammad. Um, so to my knowledge, at least those are still the only two, but such great pizza. But I'll have cravings for Filippo's, which I knew that was local. I knew that. But then I'll think about stuff like, Casey's. Casey's doesn't exist in the South. So I love Casey's pizza. I love Monocle's pizza. None of that exists here. Which is hilarious because so, Casey's is everywhere here. <laughs> I know Casey's is everywhere in the Midwest. I think the closest one, there, there's there's a town in Tennessee called Dyersburg, and it's about, it's like two hours away from where I live. So technically it's in the South, but it's like the very northern tip of the South because right. it's like northern Tennessee. It's almost like Kentucky. Um, but, but anyway, that being said, like I'll crave those things and I go, crap, I can't get it. Or for me, the worst one is Culver's. I freaking love Culver's and they don't have them here. I don't, yeah, I don't know how widespread Culver's is. There's a few of them around here. I don't know how widespread they are. They're delicious. Oh, trust me. I looked them up when I moved to Tennessee. (laughs) I was like, where the hell are Culver's at? And there's like, so they were just Midwest. Now there's like. I, there's like two in Florida. There's like one in Texas. Like they're slowly growing, but they were they started in Wisconsin, um, and they kind of worked their way down. So hopefully we'll get one in my neck of the woods God, soon. But I'm so sad, man. That, those cheese curds, man. Oh, I love their cheese cheese curds. I'm so sad that inflation's hit just everywhere so hard. Culver's is so expensive now, and I'm like, oh, but I want to eat there more. <laughs> well, it's hilarious because they. I'm not. I'm not surprised because they were always freaking expensive. Yeah, they were. Uh, they were like, always already on the pricey side for something that's kind of like yeah. you know. See, it feels wrong to call them fast food, but the in the industry, I know. If you work in fast food, there's actually a different phrase. They're they're, like, they're quick service. It's called a QSR, a quick service restaurant. 
So that's a step up from fast food. That's actually just what uh, is- the restaurant industry calls all fast food restaurants. But colloquially, oh, okay, okay. colloquially, I think we know what fast food is. That's like McDonald's. But then there's like quick service. Yeah. That's like, you know, Culver's. That's what I like to think. So, right. I kind of feel that same way now that you mention it. Because, yeah, I would definitely put that. I think I'm going to get a better quality burger because I love their butter burgers. Oh, they're so good. Um, like, like their burgers are, in my opinion, will always be better for me, at least personally. They're different burgers, too, but compared to, like, McDonald's yes. or Burger King or something like that. Um, they, if, for those of you who are unfamiliar, because I know that they are regional, their burgers are kind of like, they're kind of like steak and shake burgers. What are those called? Well, um, see, that's a bit of a misnomer. So steak and shake, though, they do the smash burgers. I think is that what, what they're called? What, no, what, what's the style? What's that's what the, I mean. I think I they're, called, they're, called, I think they're but, called smash burgers, right? Am I wrong about that? Am I crazy? Like the style, though. Yes, I think they're smash burgers. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Um, but like the steak burgers, like the they're they're very thin patties. Yeah. Um, but I'm not comparing them to steak and shake because I think they're much higher quality. Right, and they're usually but that's kind of what I mean. They're, they're bigger burgers. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, they're so good. They're soft. It, you get if you're ever in a state that has. Culver's, just get them. Just do it. And if you're not a burger person, actually growing up, I was always a chicken person over burgers. It was actually a very long time before I even got one of their butter burgers for the first time. Their chicken sandwiches are really good, too. I, that's what I grew up eating was their chicken sandwiches. They're really good. I don't know if I've ever had their chicken sandwiches. I think the only... This is going to be crazy. I've never been I've never been a huge fast food person. I've, I, I, I mean, I went to McDonald's plenty and all that stuff, but that's the only place I can think of where I've gotten a chicken sandwich is McDonald's, just their spicy McChickens. When I used to eat there, yeah. I would always get like a couple of spicy McChickens. Those are always so good. They have a spicy mm. spicy McChicken and small fry bundle for three fifty right now. I get that a bit. Oh my god, Which don't do this to feels me. Feels expensive when I, compared when, when to I, how they used to both be a dollar each, but you know, whatever. These are the times we live in. Where that's true. Were you ever a McRib guy? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Okay, I'm sorry. I clearly like like poked at something. I think I've had a McRib, a maybe one somewhere between one and three times ever. Um, I was never really into the concepts. I was more of a chicken person. Give me my chickens and chicken sandwiches and all that stuff. But I think I've had them. I was never impressed with them. It was never really my thing. Um, so no, not really. So. I remember I call so when I when I graduated high school. So when I graduated, I was still working at Pizza Hut. I actually mentioned that once before yeah. on the podcast here. So that's that's not any new information. I <laughs> this I call this my fat Alex days. It's my fresh. <laughs> it was my freshman fifteen because I remember I would work at Pizza Hut, and then what I would do is I would like make make myself a taco pizza. Yeah, because I loved taco pizzas. And I love the way Pizza Hut makes them. So if you've never had one from Pizza Hut, you should make one. Or <laughs> you should make one. Sorry, <laughs> clearly this beer is getting clearly to me already. you should break into the Pizza Hut and make your pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, this will be fun. I'm already feeling really, uh, really fun. And <laughs> Well, those are ha- some so hazy anyway, IPAs. Listen, they knock you out. Listen to our episode where we talked about puberty for like three hours. Yeah, we didn't make this on a hasty podcast. Yeah, I was gonna say we didn't make this clear earlier. We talked about these beers like at the beginning of this episode. It was on my podcast, a hasty podcast 
the second episode that Alex is a guest for, we were both drinking. Uh, I had a bit more than Alex did, but we we got kind of goofy. Well, tonight we're both going to get goofy, and it's going to be fun. I just know that I'm going to get goofy quicker because my tolerance has dropped so freaking far. <laughs> um, so I'm like I'm like a drink and a quarter in, and I'm like woo. <laughs> so uh, I'm swinging my shirt around. You know, I'm like shirtless in my studio. <laughs> that's that's the benefit um, of not doing a video podcast. Like I could be naked. I'm not. You could be. I well, you and I already both talked about that. We do drop our pants sometimes. Sometimes the not okay. Hold on, let me let me explain. <laughs> not together. Not like. <laughs> okay, are you dropping them? Are you doing it? We got we got to drop them at the same time. It's for for brotherhood. Jingle my jingle my jingle, jingle my, my belt. belt. We never did jingle my belt. We did. Did we? I don't remember. We improved it on the Christmas episode. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to go re-listen to it. My Alzheimer's kicking in. I don't remember. <laughs> also, when we create stuff, like when you create stuff, it's you know you, you forget. Like I'll have people come up to me, like mutual friends of ours, who will say, "Hey, listen to Profoundish. It was funny when you said this," and I'm like, "I had no idea that I said that." Oh my god, do you get like <laughs> you know? Do you get comments like on YouTube videos, like? because you get notifications in your studio app and yeah. it'll be about something, but you don't know what video it's on when you see the notification. So you're like, I have no context for what this means or what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or I'll get comments that are a part of a comment chain that has been going on for multiple years. <laughs> this is, this is what I get. And so like there'll be this big long chain and then, It'll like dip out for like a year and then a year will go by and someone goes, well, I disagree. You should definitely not like not do that or whatever. It, it could be anything. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why are they saying You're that like, to what? me? And I'm thinking, and I don't want to take the time to read this <laughs> comment chain that's been, it's like three years old. Right. Because my, my videos are very, are a little bit more timeless, I guess. So like people just dip, like tune in and tune out at any time. So it's it's so funny how that works. I'm like, okay, well, you guys are just talking to each other. You can continue that. That's fine. The one that happens a lot for me, but it takes me a minute to realize what's going on, is I'll get someone, because I do a lot of those point-and-click adventures, and you've played um, Sam and Max, yeah. so you know the moon logic some of those games have, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes yep. I'll get a comment trying to give me advice on how to solve a puzzle, for a game that I played <laughs> seven years ago. <laughs> like, I don't need the advice. Wonder, I'm done. <laughs> it makes you wonder, like, do they, like, why? Like, I want to know what their thought process like, is. Like, do they think uh, I just, because because they're clearly just discovering this video, that I just posted this video? Because, no, this has been out for years. <laughs> I beat the game. It's done. <laughs> I solved the puzzle. <laughs> Sometimes in the video that they're commenting on, if they just watch a little bit further, I figure it out. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Well, that's that's a whole other thing. We could have a whole episode or a whole series based on people commenting on YouTube. I love it. That's a whole other thing. It's just it's Um, an endless source of entertainment. (laughs) I love YouTube comments. Like compared to other comments, like I don't consider myself a redditor, but I do pop on Reddit from time to time. Like, and I know. There's plenty of interesting things that happen on Reddit with comments and stuff. Sure. But there's something special about YouTube comments. Like, I tell this story. You know this, but I'm going to share it again for anyone listening. Yeah. Um, and so I used to watch this. Uh, <laughs> it's just the funny people that I love so much. So I used to watch this 
a musician. Sorry, God, I'm running out of words, dude. You're gonna have to carry this podcast. I I, um, I can talk to myself for a long time. You wouldn't believe. Talk, <laughs> listen, you need to you need to catch up. You need to catch up. You need to finish whatever you're drinking right now and move on, and then pour it again. That's what you need to do right oh, shoot, now. Okay, I'm, I'm, you got to catch up to me, man. I'm, you don't know how. Well, you forget my tolerance is higher than yours. <laughs> That's what I mean. So do that right now while I tell the story. My rum is 40%. Um, okay, I'm working on it. Okay, work on it. I'll tell the story. So there there was a YouTube musician um, called Poop Poop Fart. That was <laughs> I, I his name. I remember this. Was it? Okay, yeah, Poop Poop Fart. And he did this like song. I think it was like, I think if I were to be specific, I think it was like a Banjo-Kazooie song. And I watched it, and it was really good. I used to watch a lot of gamer, YouTuber uh, channels. Anyway. Or gamer YouTuber, gamer musician YouTube channels, and some like somebody said. So his name's Poop Poop Fart. Remember, so they're like, Mister um, Fart, your music videos are absolutely <laughs> incredible. And then he replied and he said, <laughs> he said, please call me Poop. <laughs> Mister Fart. I still is my think father. that's one of the funniest. It just <laughs> exactly exactly that's that that's where it would have gone. I just thought that was so freaking funny. Like, please call me poop, <laughs> please. Uh, God, like little moments like that make me love the internet so much. You know, like man, like we've talked Are about you- it before. Even um, the less uh, the less positive comments on YouTube, we can turn we we can turn around and like still find the humor in. We've talked about this before ourselves, but numerous, yeah. yeah. I don't. What was? Didn't you say? Because you're. I know we we've talked about mine plenty of times. You just recently brought one up to me. Oh shoot! Did what, I? What was it? Recently, you're, and you said you're going to do something with it, like similar to how I was going to do the, you know, the one that said uh, no one asked you to do this. <laughs> right. You you mentioned one recently. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like it's one that stuck out to you. Oh no! Recently, God. Okay. I forget. All right. I forget what it was. All right. Alzheimer's brain. Here we go. Now's not the time. I'm literally pulling up YouTube Studio right now. After. T- <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't do that. That's cheating. I don't remember. My brain no work. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't remember well, if it was recent. I I clearly decided not to, and I don't remember what it was. So that's that's the sad truth there. Okay. Well. Never. Oh my God! There's some. <laughs> okay. There's a there's a comment chain that I haven't responded to yet, so I haven't read it. I'm just now reading it from someone on one of my uh, videos. They they their comment was. Again, this is one of those point-and-click ones where they're trying to tell me what to do in the video, even though I, I've, I, I did this years ago. And their comment is, insert, and then all one word, coin into the, and then machine. And they... They're, they co- <laughs> Coin into the. Coin into the. So they try to comment under that to, like, correct what they said, and they wrote, into the machine. And then they commented again, <laughs> insert the coin. <laughs> Uh, they really want me to know that I need to insert the coin into the machine. Oh my god! Well, did you do it? Did you insert the coin? This is from Murder Mall Escape <laughs> Part One that I think I probably posted something like five years ago. So I'm sure I did. Hang on, can I <laughs> click on this? When did I? When did I said five years ago? I uh, I was close. January 28, 2019, four years ago, and some change. That's close. So, like, four years ago, I'm sure I inserted the coin into the machine. 
<laughs> Just letting you know, man, uh, I did it. Oh, that's great. Uh, you know, I had a, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep him nameless, but I have a, we have a mutual friend, or maybe we, uh, maybe you'd call him an acquaintance, I'm not sure, but we had a mutual friend um, who was my roommate for a while. Yeah. I think I told you the story maybe like a long time ago, like when we were roommates, and because this is when I lived back home, and he was kind of, he was raised in such a way to where he wasn't really exposed much to... <laughs> Yeah. Not I, I was about to say I was about to say modern luxuries, but that's not true. He's not Amish. Like like he he had electricity. So it was more like he he just wasn't really exposed to like YouTube and let's plays and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. Like internet yeah, now, entertainment. Now stuff. I know who we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> right. We were okay, yeah. You might have been thinking of another friend, but it's not that one. It's a different one. And and I remember I was watching you. Yes. Because this is before this is before you were doing live streams that often. You were still mainly just doing let's plays, right? And he, I had you on my TV, my my big TV, and he was my obviously he was living with me, and he was watching, and he was like, "Wait, is that Weston Hasty?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah," and he's like, uh, 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 "Tell him to tell him to go left. He she, he needs to go left there." <laughs> I was like, he was unfamiliar with the concept of a let's play. And he, it is bizarre, and, <laughs> and I'm like, well, no, it's pre-recorded. Like you can't right. do that. <laughs> like he's like, this is already over. Whatever happens in this video has already happened. There's, <laughs> which is kind of funny because nowadays you you do a lot of streams. Yes. So it's like now I could tell you to turn left. Yeah, if you catch me live. In fact, that's actually quite helpful on some of these games where I'm playing and I get stuck somewhere. I'm like. Well, time to read chat until they tell me what to do. <laughs> right, yeah. But you also have your rules, because I know sometimes you'll say, like, you'll say, no, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. You'll say when, that sometimes. When they start to get a little bit too preemptive with their advice, like, they're already trying to tell me what to do, and I haven't even discovered what they're talking about yet. I'm like, okay, let's relax until mm. I at least know, like, what's in the next room. You know what I mean? Like, before, like, I'm not even there yet, guys. You're trying to give me advice. How about we wait until I'm stuck, and then we can help me? <laughs> so, I'm thinking about your, I'm thinking about your, um, your Five Nights at Freddy's stream. Like, the, the, one of the latest games, or the latest, I have, I know nothing about Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, but, it was like a year ago, maybe a year and a half. Uh, the, and yeah, the last one I did was Security Breach. That was a popular stream. Well, I was about to say, you got a crap ton of people. I was going to ask you, because I remember I texted you while you were streaming. I said, dude, look how many people are watching your stream. Yeah, that, um, was, that was pretty... It, the game had just come out, and yeah, that was that was a good stream. So, I was going to ask you, was that the most people you've ever had watch a stream? Uh, that's a good... Or do you know when that was? That's a good question. I'm going to try to, like, look up what the concurrent viewership was because I can think of a few streams that were very high. Uh, but the Security Breach one um, did get pretty big. Okay, I see it now. This one got heck of good views. I'm going to try to see... Because you broke 50 concurrent, I think. Uh... Right? You broke 50, which is really good. Concurrent view, yeah, fifty four concurrent while watching that one. That jeez, that might be my because for anyone listening at home, like it's not like fifty four is a lot of people to watch concurrently. But keep in mind that 
that number in terms of value uh, correlates to much yes. higher than a video. So 54 concurrent v- viewers, engaged concurrent viewers is, I, I, say, I hate to say valuable because it sounds like I'm, I'm uh, commod- commodity, commoditizing, turning into pe- people into commodities. But the, the point I'm trying to say is that that is quite impressive for someone who's not actually a big channel. Um, but I do remember yeah. that, and I don't have the figures on this because Twitch stack, uh, tracks them differently. Back when I was doing more regular Twitch streams too, instead of just YouTube, um, I did Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy, and I did um, Doki Doki Literature Club when those two both came out, and those were really good streams on Twitch. I don't think I ever, I don't think I busted 54. So that that might be my highest concurrent viewers was on that um, uh Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach stream where I had 54. That was a really, there was a lot of people chatting, interact. That was a good stream. That was a great stream because I watched that I almost the entire thing. Um, and I mean, I, I think I actually watched till the end, but I, I, I didn't join to like when you were a little bit into it. Yeah. That was when I got hurt. So I was just kind of sitting on the couch. I had, I had, it was the perfect opportunity. And I remember like watching that and, yeah, just going, oh my God, good for you. Like I felt I felt so good for you because you've been streaming for so long. It was nice to see that. And then there was that small jealous part of me thinking, shit, he just he just beat me. <laughs> well he beat me. I mean because if it makes you feel better. I still stream things to this day where like if I've got a a a, a, a game choice that just kind of flops, I still stream sometimes to as many as like one or two people. So anywhere between one and two, it can't be that well. You don't do you don't do that low. It does happen. Come on, it, no, it does happen. So if it makes you feel better, the consistency with my streams is all over the place. <laughs> so since since we're kind of being fully transparent sure. here, what's your average your average amount that you would say just kind of on like a on a regular basis? And I'll tell you mine too with Jam and Chat. Um, like today, as of now, not not before, like not. Before or whatever, like as of now, during the time of recording this, what would you say in general is your average? It's weird because it does depend on the game that I'm playing, but because I often mm-hmm. choose like rando games that don't get a lot of viewership right away, something like 10. Okay. Something like that. It's nothing crazy. Sometimes I find a real good gem that like it'll be like 14, 15, 20, something like that. And that, that's like really exciting. That's a really good one. Uh, and then other times I pick a stinker. Or maybe it's a, just a bad time of the week. You never know. And sometimes it's worse. Yeah. You, you never know. But then That's and the, the fun thing um, with mine is because it's a video game, depending on what I'm playing, sometimes I get extra views after I, I'm done being live. So I kind of get a little bit extra bonus there. Right. Especially if it's like a popular game or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say now... My numbers were different before, but I would say now I'm kind of in the same wheelhouse as you. I would say between probably more like, I mean, there's, don't get me wrong. There have been nights where it's very low, but I would say in general, it's between like 12, yeah. 14, maybe right around there. Um, and, and once again, for those of you listening, I know that sounds like small, small numbers and, and it's the value yeah. is totally different compared to just viewership. Yes. I think you already said that. But like viewership on like a video, it's totally different. And it is kind of crazy because you've got as of the recording of this, you've got what's you've got over 6,000 subs. I don't know what your number is exactly. Uh, 
Just because I don't know when this, uh, what it'll be. You got six one or six two. Sixty two hundred, almost sixty three. Okay. Yeah. So right, he's got so he's got six three. Right, I've got four nine. Yes. And it's it's crazy. You've got that many people who subscribe to you. Now I'm not asking to go into the whole thing of like. <laughs> I understand there's a lot of subscribers who are like will who have never watched our stuff or or who haven't in like years or whatever right but it's just kind of crazy you think you got that many people who subscribe to you but then 12 people well and sometimes <laughs> you know I mean? people mention like, that we'll watch your like stream. sometimes people will come into stream and they're like wait you have this many subscribers why is this only this many people watching you and i'm like well one i've been around for like a decade so some of these people just literally don't watch anymore but then the other thing is i've yeah i've got such an international audience that sometimes i just i'm straight up not streaming when they're watching like they're catching it after the stream, that, or they're watching my videos well, and not my streams. That 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 happens. That's a good point, but also, it's just kind of how the ratios work. Yeah, like it kind of stays similar the more channels grow. There's channels that have millions of subscribers, and they will not have millions of people watch. No, that's crazy. They'll have a few thousand people watch, which is right? a lot. So like, yeah, the. Which is a lot, but the ratios really don't differ that awful much when you think about it. Which I will say, like, your channel I is mean, vastly underrated. Like, there's no reason you should still be sub five thousand <laughs> subscribers for what you make and for well, you're sweet. Thank you. This is I. It blows my mind. Like, if you're watching your videos, freaking subscribe already. Like, what the <laughs> like for the views that you get I, well, versus the subscribers you have. Like, what is happening? Just subscribe to them I already. Know, it, what the frick. It's kind of it's kind of a joke because like I have so many views, but I have no subscribers. But once again, I, I'm very thankful for everyone who does watch my stuff, and I yeah. appreciate you saying what you said. Um, it's it is what it is, I guess. But it is it is so interesting how like I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't even remember we to go with this. I, I'm just starting to think about every, all my subscribers and how much I love them. Everybody at home, this is what we talk about. We are literally this episode just drinking and talking. This is what we talk about. This is what we do. <laughs> yeah, this is what Weston and I do. We will cover many topics, and we always go back to YouTube every dang time. God, I could talk about we YouTube. So much. Hey, you know what would yeah. be fun? Yeah, though? what would be fun? Let's do the topic generator. You want to do Let's the topic do generator? Let's just see where it goes. All right, everybody, Let's do it. We have a random... We don't know, by the way. <laughs> yes. Hold on. Before you do that, I will say this. We don't know how long this is going to go. We'll just go as long as we want. So hopefully, you, hopefully you'll join in for the ride. As you can tell, I've already been drinking quite a bit. And uh, we're just here to have fun and talk and chat. And thanks for listening, if you're still listening. And I'm sorry if I say something stupid. I don't think you've said anything stupid. You know, I'll tell you what. If you say something especially stupid, I'll top it. It's fine. <laughs> okay you need listen i need you to keep drinking faster that's what i need you to Look, do i need you to do it okay? i'll tell you Thank what you. i can only drink so fast but i am pouring heavy does that is that okay I'm, if you're pouring heavy that's fine because because <laughs> it will catch up to you at one point it will yeah nobody's like like immune so i i'm that, that's all right with I'm me i'm nearing the bottom of my second again if you remember in your head what a full zaz cup looks like i'm nearing the bottom of my pretty tall. second full zaz cup and the amount of rum i've been putting into it has been about four fingers of rum which is how okay. i measure well, my drinks at home i don't know how many shots that is i don't know i don't really know i just that's how i do it i do it to taste 
So, uh, yeah, I don't know what that's going to turn into. It's going to hit you. It will. Well, I feel it. This will be fun. <laughs> well, Alex, is, Al- <laughs> it's just so funny. Alex is so it's worried so funny that because- he'll be more drunk than I am. He's so worried. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. You know why? I think it's because like I just I don't drink as much as I used to, and th- there's nothing wrong with drinking i love i love (laughs) i love beer i said that at the beginning of the podcast um i guess this is only fair because on our podcast on a hasty podcast you got pretty pretty gone and i i was pretty straight so i guess it's only fair that i get there first at least that was it's only fair it was like only on like three of those beers i think well, they're strong though. They are strong. clearly because <laughs> if you listen to that, listening to you at the beginning versus <laughs> the end is so funny. I did that. It was at the beginning. You were like, "Hello, I'm Weston Hasty. You're listening to a Hasty podcast." Well, and at the end, you're like, "Yeah, you don't understand. Like sometimes you just don't got. It's you. You you slowed down so far. It was so funny. Oh, those uh, are those are almost th- those are hard for me to listen back to. I mean, it's. This isn't uncommon for people to listen back to their own stuff. It can be very hard. And that is mm-hmm. hard for me to listen back to and hear that change. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, you're a wreck. You are a disaster. This is <laughs> this podcast is ruined. And then at the same time, I'm like, well, publish it. <laughs> exactly. I think the only difference is that I think with that podcast, I think we st- we were drinking before we started, right? Or am I making that up? Uh, I don't know exactly when we I started. We may have started drinking a little bit, but not like heavily. Like we we were okay. we were like yeah. going into doing the podcast. Maybe we had started. I think I don't remember exactly. Either way, Either way that was fun. Um, in fact, that conversation, that podcast, is partially the reason why Profoundish exists. So it is. That's what you can think that 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 trip. Yes. For that. Actually, at least partially, yeah, partially. in a weird way, um, having a St. Patrick's Day, let's get drunk and do a profoundish podcast uh, like that, that that is actually hearkening back. That's like a throwback to what really kind of eventually kickstarted the conversation of, of, of making this happen at all. So. Right. I mean, I'm so glad I did that. I'm so glad because because it's. You know, full transparency. I asked you first. I said, let's do a podcast. Or can we do a podcast? I don't know what I said. Because we talked about a couple um, of different possible creative things to, to, like, work on together. And then eventually we're like, well, like, you know what? Let, let's just do, it like, a bare bones minimum effort podcast, which it turned into a little bit more than and then, that. But <laughs> as we started doing more work. But I'm still open to those other things we talked about, too. It just we got to figure out how that would work and stuff. But. Yeah, good Lord. All right. Pick a random topic. Um, we didn't explain this to the audience. We've I'm got ready. a random topic generator that I use oh, on yeah. my uh, Western Wednesday Patreon uh, podcast. Uh, it's a thing that I do for a hasty podcast. I have a Patreon supporter like exclusive podcast where I do random topic generator episodes. We're doing that right now. So we've got capitalizemytitle.com and we're randomly generating topics to discuss just to help... Uh, have topics for this this episode i guess and i've clicked it just just for fun yeah and the i've got a question for you Mm -hmm. would you rather be rich and never find true love or be poor and find true love this is like a classic one it is kind of classic 
But like the older I get, the harder an answer that is for me. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm like at the point where I've uh, already like, <laughs> this is going to sound so, because we've been talking about like drinking. So this is going to be like one of those like trunk conversations where it's like, I've given up a love. So like, I'm almost at the point where I'd rather just be rich and alone because screw everybody else in in the nicest way possible. That's fair. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like that's that's because I don't know. I don't have that perspective of I don't know if I know what true love even would mean for me to begin with. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. when I was younger, I would have answered this differently. Uh, it just depends on the stage of life that I was in right now. I don't know how I want to answer that now. It's funny because I kind of feel the same way with my current status. Right. Like, so, you know, and in my current status, I have I have met and found the love of my life. And, Aww. you know, I, and I, I have, and I, I'm very grateful for that. And so, I mean, I guess I would say that because feeling that for the first time in my life is th there's nothing like it. Like knowing that you have a future with a companion that will be there by your side and you just know it without them even, without them even needing to say it. You just know that they're going to be there. There's something about that that's very special to me. So I guess I would say that, but when I was younger, I probably, or not in love, I guess, maybe, Maybe I would say the rich thing kind of for the same reasons. Right. It's like, you know what? If you need a, I mean, they got mail order brides. <laughs> well, that's if. So, and you can, it, you can afford that's it. That's if you even like require the sort of companionship. companionship, right? Like maybe you're the type of person that can find fulfillment in other ways that doesn't require having a companion. I, it's weird because. In many ways, I, I can relate to that. Like, I don't, I try to be a person that doesn't need to have another person. You know what I mean? Because that. Sure. Well, yeah, I, I say, you know what I mean, as if maybe that's common. I don't know what's normal, but I try to be the type of person that I don't need to have anybody else. I would like to have someone to share my life with that I could possibly call my true love. That sounds like a Disney yeah. story come true. But, um, well, you know, I, I guess I'll I just, I just, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I'm just kind of ending my thought here. I just, I don't know if that's really like, I hate to use the word necessary, but like necessary. Like, I don't know if I value that more or not. You know, I'm in that kind of like a gray area. Maybe I'd rather just be rich and eccentric. I don't know. I mean, I get it. I totally get it. Um, but like you talk about, oh my God, I just lost my train of thought. Dang it. I just had a great thing to say. You just, sorry. I, I, I steam whew, this beer, man. I steam rolled over you um, and you lost it. That's my fault. I'll take full responsibility. I lost it. <sighs> I lose it sober for the record. Um, so the fact that I'm, I've been drinking doesn't help. I think what I was just going to say was, oh, needing somebody. That's right. I, 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 caught, I caught up. We're good. You're there. So happy St. Happy Patrick's Day, everybody. <laughs> it's happening. Enjoy your drink. <laughs> it's um, happening. Drink responsibly. I can feel it already in, the, in our enunciation. It's happening. It's kicking in. 
<laughs> it's in our bones. And listen, we didn't even mention this. You know, we, we're both redheads. We both have some Irish and or Scottish in our blood. Yes. Listen, it's actually really quick side note, because I, I remember what I was, I was going to say. Yeah. Do you have some Irish or Scottish or both in your blood? I believe both. I always tell people both. I'm not like super versed, like super caught up in what the the ancestry looks like, but I think somewhere, somehow, both. Okay, yeah. just curious. I know for me, for me, it's Scottish. So, um, <clears throat> so ah, crap. I said I was gonna. Re- oh yeah, needing somebody. Yes. <laughs> so, you know. You talked about needing someone. Yeah. What exactly did you say? Oh, like, do I actually need someone? Right. Is that what you said? So, from you know what I learned about real love? Yeah. Was that, so, I am currently experiencing what, what I would call, for me, real love. And I can 100% say that I don't need her. Okay. I can say that. Okay. So, like... Yeah. But it's it's much more... Does that make sense? Like, it's much more about... I know... But I want her there for everything that I do. Yes. I know exactly what you right. mean. Like, the idea that, like, her existence does not define who you are, but... Correct. But the fact that she is there enhances your experience. Oh, by far. So, because really what they, what, what everybody kind of says, and I, and I do believe in this, it's like a lot of people, a lot of, for the record, I think we're all broken in, to some degree, but like a lot of people who are broken, they're looking for somebody to like fill that void. Yes. And I've always felt, and I've always felt personally speaking that you're never going to find the right relationship when you're looking for somebody to fill something in you. What you really need to be is confident in yourself you need to be confident on your own, be good on your own in order to find the companion that helps complement you and, like you said, enhance it to the next level. It's like, you know, it's not, it's not, yeah, because you, it's not two, you don't, parts becoming one. It's like two parts just coming together and it's still two parts, but it's just a greater thing, if that makes sense. I don't know. Like, you don't want to be uh, using your significant other as the crutch that makes you feel like a whole person. Like, I am in... sadly is common. Right. Which, maybe there's people out there that can describe this differently and define it differently and that you're happy in your relationships and that's totally fine. But from my understanding, as someone who has not found a partner that does this for me, but the idea that, like, I... I'm like that. I don't want someone to make me feel whole. I want to be able to do that for myself. Like, I don't want to need somebody to feel whole. Like, that right. that sounds dangerous. That's what it is. And that sounds dependent, almost like needing a drug. I want someone who I, can right. be my partner and there by my side every step of the way for whatever it is I want to do. And we're partners in this. I can do that for them. They can do that for me. But neither one of us is required for each other to, like, be a whole person. Yeah, that makes complete sense. You know, a lot of people, like, romanticize the idea of, um, like, you know, like, you're a half and I'm a half and we make one, right? Right. Like, that, that's romanticized. And really... And I understand why that's romanticized, romantic. but really it should be. We're 
like it is romantic, sure, but honestly, what you're basically saying is that you're broken, I'm broken. Let's come together and hope that we can fix each like that fixes it. That's what that basically implies, at least to me. Yeah. And what I think it really should be is you're a whole, I'm a whole, we come together and then we become one. And like, you be, that's what it really should together be. Together you're a better whole than you were individually, but you were Correct. still whole separately. Correct. It's from my experience, at least, that's kind of how it worked. And my in my past dating experiences, which were few and far and be, far between, but during my past experiences Looking back, I realized that I was in a place to where I was looking to fill a, a, a space, fill a hole in some capacity. Yeah. And, you know, Steph was the first one where it was, I wasn't like, I mean, yeah, I was looking for to date somebody, right. but I wasn't looking for somebody to fill, you know, a void. I was just, I was ready. I was confident. I was ready to do it, you know, so and everyone's trajectory is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I truly believe that's kind of the key, at least from my experience, to uh, to do it. Make sure you're good with yourself. And everybody says that. Everybody says, soul search. You know, do your thing. And, and that's different for everybody. But I do believe, I do believe in that. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, he says. What was the original topic question? Because I've totally Would forgot. you rather be rich and never find true love or be poor and find true love? So I guess because I know what it feels like and what it means and what it can lead to, yeah, I would say I'd rather be four and be, be four. Oh my god, I got I, I gotta go. <laughs> I told um, you it's hitting. Four. I can feel it. It has happened. <laughs> this Good. is the moment in the podcast um, where it transitions. It transitions. What's it's good about ninety minutes in? That's perfect. Um, I'd rather be fo- be. I still can't say it. Be poor. Yes. And find true love. But listen, really quick, Weston. I have to. Uh, I need to do two things this yes. time. If I can leave you, you alone, can. I need to refill my third drink. Excellent. And then I also need to use the restroom. I got to break the seal. Is that you okay? You do that. I can. I. I can talk. Okay. Well, get ready for the next topic. We'll do that when I get back. I'll be right back. You see, everybody, Alex is at the disadvantage, needing to leave because he didn't do what I did. See, I prepared. I have sitting in front of me on my table my rum and Pepsis. Like, I already have my drinks here. I don't have to leave to get them. Um, If I have to leave for a bathroom break, then obviously that's a different story. But as it stands right now, I have the advantage. I'm capable of pouring my own drinks right here from the comfort of my own desk, my massive desk. I have a big desk, bigger than I uh, had before anyway. I've got lots of room to put things. It's great. I love it. Now, kind of coming back to the rich or poor topic, I feel like I didn't really definitively describe which one I would choose. Now, granted, I feel like I should probably make a determination when Alex is actually here, but, you know... Upon reflecting on what it is that Alex said, I think I would probably uh, prefer to remain poor but find true love as well. Because what wealth is worth to us individually only really amounts to what it is wealth can get us. Or at least that's the way I see money. Money is just a means to an end right and if you can find true love and you can find that partnership and you can find fulfillment in life 
is that not the point of living? Like, not to accumulate wealth, but to find purpose and meaning in your own life. Is that not the point? I think it might be. So I think, really, this question only has one true right answer. And that's to be poor and find true love. Because if you are, uh, if you find true love, as long as you're fulfilled in your life, you're not really poor as a person, maybe financially, but you're not poor as a person. You are wealthy and as a person. That being said, asterisk mark, mark uh, caveat there, not everybody has to find true love. I think there are people out there that are fully okay with being, um, I hate to say alone because that's not even, like the loneliness factor kicks in for a lot of people, but there are plenty of people out there that are happy not being in romantic relationships. Uh, those are the, like, if you're aromantic, for example, uh, uh, which is a, a phrase that I think it, I don't, I want to turn this into like a, a romantic and sexual conversation. Like if you're asexual, aromantic, whatever, where you don't really even want people in your life, then you can kind of turn that into a conversation of like, you're pretty much kind of focused on the self, but not to be selfish. Anyway, the point that I'm trying to say. Selfish. No, not selfish. That's what I'm saying. So, Not selfish, but being focused. Catch me up. What were you talking about? Oh, God, where to start, man? We went through so many conversations. Isn't that right, everybody? <laughs> man, we went on a spirit trip while you were gone. A spirit, a spirit trip. trip? No, I was reiterating the uh, the question and adding my uh, answer to it, my real, actually, like, at my core, my heart, my real answer to this question. I thought that the best time to answer this question was when you were gone, so you couldn't hear it. <laughs> sure, that makes sense. Of course, right? Because that that does does not invoke any, you know, new conversation, right. so you can just keep your bias, keep your opinions, exactly. and I don't have to say Why anything. Why would we have a podcast where we talk to each other when I could just... Talk to the audience when you're Talk gone. Talk to myself. <laughs> so in other words, it's a hasty podcast. Welcome to a hasty podcast. <laughs> Maybe I have infected profoundish. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I uh, I was thinking like, hey, listen, if, if you need to go, go. I mean, it's different. You're not drinking beer, so it probably takes a little longer to break or to break no, the No, what seal. I was telling it, well, breaking but, the seal is the one thing. That's what I was telling everybody is I have the advantage that in terms of getting another drink, I have my rum and Pepsis here in front of me. So the only reason I would need to leave right. would be to break the seal. But you've had to leave twice for just even a new drink. See, I, I, I'm prepared. I thought ahead. Look at that. Yeah, you're, you're clearly superior yeah, clearly, here. clearly, obviously. Don't you forget. Don't yep. you forget it. I won't. I never will. Should <laughs> that's it. Um so I guess that's it. You're listening to Profoundish. Thanks. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. I'm just kidding. Um this is this is the, the, a fun special. You know, we we thought we'd we would drink, we'd chat. I figured maybe I would uh, generate a topic next unless you have anything to say about what we just talked about. I basically wrapped up with saying that if you're poor and find true love, are you really poor? As a person, is money not just oh, a wow. means to an end? And if that means to an end is finding fulfillment and meaning in your life, then do you really yeah. need the money? So that's what I was saying while you were gone. So if you are a person well, that you know wants true love in their life and say you're not 
I kind of started to sidetrack myself with aromantic and a asexual people where it's like, well, maybe you don't want another person in your life anyway. You just have friends and stuff, which is totally cool and totally fine. But if you're trying to find true love in your life and that's a goal, that's the objective and you find it, are you truly poor? Well, let me, I can speak to this to a non-romantic degree really quickly. Yes. Um, so, and you know my story already. So, I uh I used to work a uh retail job, retail slash sales, and Weston knows um how much I how much that destroyed my soul <laughs> and in in the long term. And that being said, it's not you know, some people it's great for me, it just it wasn't for me. And that being said, I learned something here and it was so when I worked that job, no, this isn't ro- regarding romance. This is kind of a topic change, but he had a good point with like the, are you really poor, right? So this job that I worked, it destroyed my soul. It actually brought me to a, I've never been depressed to my knowledge in my life until this job. And this would have been just two years ago. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And I, uh didn't realize it until I actually was basically out of it <laughs> that I realized I was in it. Right. And then I realized, Oh my God, I was doing this and doing that, all that stuff. And what I realized was, so I was looking for, I, I finally was looking for new jobs. The whole story was I was working this job. I was making very good money. Um, I, the, the most money I've ever made in my adult life. And I was talking to Steph about it. And she's like, you're not happy. Like, maybe you should start looking for something that's more what you enjoy doing that doesn't destroy your soul right. from the inside out. And it's so funny because I was sitting in that for for literal months and months and months, almost a year. I was just sitting in this feeling of I'm not happy, but you know what? I'm here. It's easier to do this because I expect it. I know what to do, blah, blah, blah. I finally started looking for new jobs. Long story short. I got a new day job that was literally an audio video. I mean, there's more to it than that, but it involved audio and video, which if you were to, if you know me at all, you would know that I like audio and video and it paid. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give numbers, but it paid significantly less money. He was making millions. He was a millionaire. I was making millions of dollars <laughs> and now I was making just, just peanuts. Yes. No, but it did make significantly less. Um, I would say it was probably a, if I were to do the math quickly, a 35, 30 to 35% drop in pay That's significant. annually, which is a huge jump. Yeah. And, um, and I, I remember I, I talked to my mom on the phone. This is kind of a side note, but I want to give a shout out to my mom because I love my mom. And she, I was talking to her, I said, Mom, this job sounds like something I would love to do, but it pays this amount of money, and it's way less. And she said, you'll make it work because you have no choice. <laughs> like, you will have no choice to make this work. Right. Like, you'll, you'll pick up a side job, or you would do freelance work, whatever you do, you'll make it work. You right? gotta do what you gotta and do. And I'm glad she kind of, yeah. right, she kind of gave me this, like, very, this, like, direct push which i appreciate and it so basically i took this huge in or decrease in pay and i've told weston this he knows the story i have never been happier <laughs> <laughs> like i took i took a huge like 
chunk of pay less, you know, like like annually, and I have never been happier just in my day-to-day life. So that definitely applies to to love as well. Like, are you really poor if you have found your fulfillment where you where you need to find your fulfillment? If that is in relationships and in love, then then get it because it it, it totally changes your out how you view life and everything. So I know that it wasn't about romance, but like I mean, seriously, it's you find your fulfillment and yeah. in, in other things. It, it all depends on who you are. You got to understand yourself first, but. It- it anyway. wasn't about love, but I think it does put into perspective the value of seeking wealth over other things. Is that at the end of the day, the whole Correct. point of seeking wealth is to have the resources to do the things that fulfill you. But if you don't need wealth yep. to do that, then you don't need to seek wealth. It's seeking fulfillment that I think we all really want. And, and I, the because question was about true love, but if, if it's love or fulfillment wealth doesn't have to be a part right. of it. Here's the thing. If you're fulfilled in whatever you're looking for, you'll the odds are you'll be better at what you're doing to give you the monetary wealth that you need. If you're in a and when you're in your best headspace, it's when you're going to make your best stuff. It's when you're going to do your best. Like it, it it does bleed into how you like into monetary stuff, right? Like your your mental like status can definitely affect how you act in your date in your job or in in whatever you're doing um and that being said because i was just you know little happy ending here because i was in such a great headspace now in my day job 2 years later the 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 new job that i took i'm making the same money that i made before I was doing so well that I was able to get a raise. I was able to, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it pays off. Right. <laughs> you need to make sure that you're in a great mental state um, and all of that stuff. And anyway, yeah, it's all about fulfillment. And however that means to you, that could be different for you. Maybe for you, it's not that at all. It, it's different for everybody. But just understanding that, communicating with yourself and figuring that out. Thanks for listening to my TED Talk. <laughs> You've attended our, our profoundish TED Talk. What's our... Uh, I'm, I'm pouring myself another drink here. Pour it. Here, uh, I'll give you another topic. What's another Ready? topic? Here's my first one. Which do you prefer, fall or spring? Ooh. It's interesting. Before you answer, it's interesting that it only brings up fall or spring. Um. Anyway, go ahead. That's... uh. Well, because I know why. It's because they're opposite ends of the spectrum fall and spring yeah i get it but um that that the answer to that question has changed over time i was always a very big spring person because i liked that it was getting warmer and i'm a big fan of rain that being said being from illinois spring kind of (laughs) sucks so i kind of prefer because fall. because spring is still winter half spring the time. is still basically winter <laughs> and it's not like raining it's just slush it's not fun yeah so right i, I love the rain i love rain but spring as a season Me too. For where i'm from it's just i i don't i don't like it anymore i prefer fall when it's getting cooler and like people are starting to get festive for like i don't know halloween or whatever but like it's like a more festive time yeah. 
Fall is basically the the precursor to this the feeling and the the celebration that we all go through during like Christmas time and stuff. It's like here we go, holiday season. It's coming, right? right. Um, it really is holiday season. Fall would, is full of holidays. Winter's full of holidays. Like it's just the start of a bunch of festivity. It kind of makes you think if that was done on purpose because. <laughs> It's cold, it's nasty, nobody wants to go outside. <laughs> so it's like, we got to find ways to celebrate during these nasty times outside. It always it makes me wonder. But I was going to say, um, I for me, it's always been fall. I have very vivid memories of driving down. So uh, Weston and I's hometown had a lot, well, probably has a lot of brick roads, which are rare to see these days, I've learned. Um, going around different places of the country, but and we had a lot of brick roads, and we and I just remember seeing brick roads and beautiful like trees when they like are like the leaves are dying, you know, right, changing colors, and and it's like beautiful colors and like the red brick roads, it's just so pretty. So like I've always loved fall since I was young, and that has just increased since I moved because I moved to as I said at the beginning of the podcast. To, to Memphis, the South, where it, it it's a little different, and I like it makes me miss because like you're you're gonna think I'm crazy for saying this, Weston. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna think I'm crazy because I know what Illinois is like <laughs> because I live because I grew up there, right? And I lived there for at, at this point still most of my life. You experience. You're gonna think I'm crazy. Okay, listen. You get. You need to understand that. Okay. You experience all four seasons, like in Illinois. Okay. And I know that sounds wild because obviously it's April and you could get a blizzard. I know what Illinois is like. I I kid you <laughs> I, not. I know. The day that we're recording this, uh, two days ago it was 50. Today we had a blizzard. It is. It snowed outside. Right. So, like, I'm not, <laughs> once again, not a surprise to me. Um, but that being said, like, just moving six hours away, everything kind of changed. When you're in the South, you don't get snow anymore. And you don't really get, you just get hot, <laughs> and then you get less hot, and then you get hot again. That's basically what it is. Um, there's some exceptions to the rule, don't get me wrong. But it made me appreciate fall more. Um, and I think, and it honestly makes me miss home. So I kind of grasp onto fall more than I ever have. So in other words, I, I love fall the most because the leaves still change colors and it still gets a little cooler. I don't get winter anymore. So if it would say, which do you prefer fall, winter or spring? I'd probably say winter just because I miss it. You don't get if like that a makes sense. I know that sounds winter. crazy because you live in Illinois. Yeah. Um, but but trust me, if you it, well, maybe you'd be different. But for me, I I left it, and after five years, almost five years of leaving it, I I, I miss winter. Um, but that being said, falls the closest second to it. Plus, it's so pretty. So I know I went through a whole tangent there. But anyway, I guess fall. No, it's true. That, like that, that's my answer. You know the because like if you're basically missing a whole season where you're at then I totally understand it's sort yeah. of missing that experience and I know for me cuz that plays a part yeah, yeah. my favorite holiday season 
is that fall going into winter season that sort of Halloween going into Christmas season that's such those are just two really festive times in terms of decorations in terms of people's spirits and moods and for me you know going into Christmas that usually is associated with snow and getting colder blah 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 if you're not getting that aspect of it then it's going to feel very different yeah no I, I can as someone who now I think prefers fall over spring I can I can understand missing that experience totally random question but do you still uh have that scarf that gella made oh you? yeah for sure um where do i have it it's in a basket <laughs> i don't know why i thought that but i think i think i'm looking at my closet from here i think it's in my basket where i keep my extra belts oh this is for the um the long-term profoundish listeners how's your table looking is it still disgusting and would it make me peace? yes absolutely it is either (laughs) (laughs) yes it is either the same or worse than the last time you saw it you know next time i'm i'm up in illinois i need to come because i haven't seen your latest apartment so i need to come check it out and see how bad it really looks it's just specifically the room that i live in that is terrible you know the space that i spend like probably the most time in yeah i make i make sure that it is a mess (laughs) So your brother, so you live with your brother. Is he, who's cleaner? If you have to, if, if you had to take, like, if you had to say, unbiased, try to be unbiased because I know he's your brother. Mm. Um, who is cleaner? We're the same in a lot of in a lot of regards. I don't know how to. I don't know yeah. how to do this unbiased. I want to say that he's cleaner. I okay. want to say that. I'm now, looking around at my stuff, and a lot of my stuff is like, well, actually, no, a lot of my stuff is trash. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to decide. I'm trying to decide. It, a lot of, I'm looking around. I'm like, actually, no, a lot of this is trash that can be thrown away. Uh, no, I'd like to say he's cleaner. Oh, I'm the funny. worst one. <laughs> that might that might honestly be okay. bias. It might be. I, I'm, I so how does. So only because I haven't seen it. So I will say this. So your uh, your I don't know if it was your previous apartment. Maybe it was your previous, but like your previous apartment, I was there a few yeah. times, um, and that never seemed messy at all. Like in the main living section of yeah. it. So what I was going to ask was, if there is if there's going to be a mess in the main like where you both stay, like the the living section of your apartment. Right. Who's making that mess? You or your brother? Oh gosh, uh, who? Like, what are the odds? Like, like, who would do it? Like, who would be first to to leave their shoes wherever, or leave dishes in the sink, or whatever it may be? I, I like how you're like shoes wherever or dishes in the sink. So, like, listen, the dishes don't always make it to the sink. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, for the record, I'm already getting ready to vomit, like, just so you well, know. Yeah, sometimes you finish dinner, <laughs> and it's late, and you just uh, walk away, you know? Jesus Christ. Listen. God. <laughs> Give me a drink. Yeah, have a drink. Um, well, and we've both definitely been, um, uh, I almost said victims of that. No, we're doing it to ourselves. We've definitely been perpetrators of this, where we leave stuff out, but- 
I don't know which one of us is really worse. Like, we're definitely both family. Like, okay. Like, if we know people are coming around, we clean up. Don't get me wrong. Like, when people are coming around, we clean yeah. up. But if it's just just us or whatever, it's like, you know, a dish here or a dish there. It's no big okay. deal. But, like... Wait a second. Wait a second. Stop. I'm going to stop you. So you're telling yeah. me if, like, say you eat dinner and you're sitting and maybe one of you will sit on the couch and watch something on the yeah. TV. I'm assuming that might happen. Yeah. I do that. Um, you will put. Now, remember, I will explain this to everybody <laughs> listening. I'm also very anal with cleaning. Weston knows that I'm a very clean yes, person. Yes, just to interject, so, I was impressed that the time that I spent while I was at your place, if I finished eating something or you finished making, like, eggs or whatever we did while we were down there, like, when a dish was not any longer being used, Alex was immediately <laughs> washing it in the sink and putting it away. Immediately. It did not sit out. So, <laughs> so right, no, I... Now, once again, I realize that I am, <laughs> I would assume, the minority here, okay? Because I'm, like, I'm very clean. Not that Weston's dirty. I'm not saying that. But I think you know what I'm trying to say. I'm very, I'm kind of anal retentive about just making sure all dishes are put away and whatever. And things that don't need to be where they're not at. But anyway, that being said, so you're telling me mm-hmm. if you're, no, no company's expected. Yeah. You're going to sit down, sit in front of the yep. TV, eat your food, like just like mm-hmm. I do, no different. Sure. And then when you're done and you stand up, you're not going to take that plate of food or, or of crumbs or whatever it's on the plate and bring it to the kitchen. You're going to leave it on the coffee table or the end table? Is that what you're if saying? If it's late and I'm tired, I'll get it in the morning. Jeez I've, Louise. Do you get it in the morning? I have, do you actually do I, it? Okay, maybe I'm disgusting. So I have, as we speak right now, a plate three feet from my foot on the ground with a fork, a chicken bone, and some sauce on Good it God. from yesterday as we speak right Are now. <laughs> Are you kidding no, me? I'm not kidding you. So I got. I have a feeling that you're normal, and I'm just a freaking weirdo. I, I might be a because slob. I know I, I might be disgusting. I don't know. Everybody at home, you can tell. Listen, if there's people that were gonna come in this room, I would clean it up. I have okay. Let's list. Let I am gonna list my dishes and trash for you right now, and you can tell me just how disgusting okay. I am because. Okay, I'll tell you yeah. mine after you're I done. I have what I just described, the plate, the fork, the, the chicken bone. I also have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine soda cans that are empty and trash. Oh, I have one, two, three, four, five used coffee <gasps> mugs, uh, not including the Zaz I, oh, cup that I'm drinking out of. I have another Zaz cup from several days ago. I have, oh, no, that's a travel coffee mug, another coffee mug. I have... I'm going to puke. Hang on, I got to move my... Oh, there's another sauce cup over there. And... Actually... Are you freaking and kidding And some napkins. Me? I have one, two, three, four, five, six... Napkins? Used napkins. One used Band-Aid on my desk. Um... Okay, well, we'll leave the Band-Aid alone. <laughs> and I don't, don't want to know two that, empty but. boxes of Cheez-Its. Okay, well, I love Cheez-Its, so... But they have also been empty for about two weeks now. 
Okay, ready? <laughs> I can tell you what is sitting out in my entire like, uh-huh. effing yeah. house. Go you ready? Ahead. Here we go. My glass for my beer that I'm yep. drinking. I have a glass for water because uh-huh. I'm drinking water to keep hydrated. And then I have a pitcher that holds more water so I don't have to get water out of my fridge. That's it. I believe that. And I've got like a thousand square feet. Okay. Everything else is clean. So you're telling. Oh my God. I want to. This is the thing. I 100% believe that that is everything that you just described. And I 100% believe that there is something I've missed. That there is more. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's what I really want to know. Jokes aside. Who is more like who is closer to extreme extremism? Me or you? Like just based on averages like of Americans. I'm curious. I don't know who is closer to the extremism side of the spectrum. I have a paper I have a paper you. plate with some pizza crust on it. Like like not the whole crust, just some crumbs. That is disgusting. I think that was from last so week. So like <laughs> If you were to guess, be honest, like be honest yes. with me, because it's not going to hurt my feelings one way or the other. If you were to guess, who is closer to not being the extremist in in their habits? You know what yes. I mean? Like, do you think I'm closer to the extremist, or you are? That's a that's a. Like, I'm just curious your that's thoughts. An interesting question because I I I want to believe that you're the one that's not closest. I want to believe that I'm the slob. But I have seen people's houses, and I do know that people do kind of get away with, like, being used to a certain level of slobbishness after a while. So I feel like I'm probably closest to normal. Now, granted, I have some cleaning up to do. I know that, and I admit that. Okay? I I recognize that. I'm not just living in this not recognizing that. Okay? That being said... Right. I think I'm closest to normal. I bet there's a lot of people out there with a similar degree of cleaning up to do. Take it from an from a person who always wants everything to be clean all the time. Um, I've been to a lot of people's houses, yours included, and other people. I feel like you're you are closer to the normal yeah. group. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like, so, I can clean I, up. I agree. I can. Do, I. Yeah. You. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. 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 I don't want people to think that I'm like I don't know disgusting, but especially since obviously no, I'm the, you are not disgusting. I'm the one here at the beginning of the podcast, like judging people's like uh, like uh, dating profiles. Meanwhile, I've got all this trash. I'm Mister Trash. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee, like from all the houses I've been in. This is going to sound yeah. crazy. I Let's say I've been inside 100 houses that aren't mine in my lifetime. Let's just say 100. I don't know if that number is even close to right. I would probably say that 10 out of those 100 are at the standard that I would want my house to be at all times, regardless of company. You keep your place really clean. Okay. You've seen, seen it. it. You've been to my apartment also back home. Like, it, it, that was always clean. So, yeah, I, I feel like I'm the minority, and it, as much as it hurts my soul, I also respect that that's just kind of how it goes. I um, think it's admirable. But, I think what you've got going on at the end of the day is just better. Like, like, you're done with the thing. You clean it. 
And when it's like dry or whatever, you put it away. Like that is, you are living life the most optimal way. The rest of us, we're just broken people. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) But but imagine being me in my headspace, and I get so stressed when I walk into somebody else's home, and I go, oh my god, they could do their laundry. They could, (laughs) you know, they could do their dishes. They could do this. Okay, don't get me started on laundry. You don't want to know what I've got going on for laundry. Okay, hold on. Let's talk laundry. This this is spicy crap. Okay. All right, hold on. So let me explain me really quick at my worst with laundry and then see if you compare or if it's worse. It's Mine is okay. worse. So let me give you my okay. worst. All right, here's yeah. my worst. So my worst with laundry is this. Yeah. If I'm doing laundry and it's like a stressful week or whatever, I will wash the clothes. They'll go in the dryer and then... For literal weeks, sometimes, I will just day by day pull clothes out of my dryer, put them on, go to work, do whatever. And, like, I'll never actually take my, like, clothes out of the – like, I'll never take them out of the dryer. I'll just, like, tumble them again so so they're not, like, wrinkly for, like, in the morning and then put my shirt on and then go to work. I've been there before. Is it worse than that? Well, I share a, a washer and dryer with my brother, obviously. So eventually when he needs his laundry done, I have to take my stuff out of my dryer. Then it goes to a pile on my floor. <laughs> Hold on a second. Jesus yes. Christ. On your floor? I've got a pile right here next to me. Actually, Did you clean the floor? Po- okay, no. Let's not talk about how often I vacuum. You didn't clean let's, your floor. I know you. You didn't not clean ta- your floor. I know let's you. Let's not talk about how often I vacuum, okay? All I'm going to say is that the pile of clothes, oh so you've seen my streams. I have a green screen. I've had my pile of clothes yeah. so tall that it pushes my green screen up because the... <laughs> <laughs> because there's the laundry barely hidden in the background of my streams. So, so hold on. So, basically, your routine, like if you're going to work or whatever, yeah. you're going about your day you just grab from the pile sometimes you have to dig and then you just because it's like my socks are somewhere in the middle so what if it wait hold on hold on wait what if it's wrinkly well you just wear it (laughs) are you kidding me you don't even have like wrinkle spray no (laughs) dude dude listen jokes aside listen get freaking wrinkle spray it's like 10 bucks on amazon like have it sent to your apartment it changes your life. You can leave it in the pile, and then you just like lay it out, spray it for two seconds, like, and then you 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 flap it out like you would if you were like drying your clothes on a dryer outside. Alternatively, and hear me out. Outside. Hear me out. You if you saying. do your job well okay. and you're polite and you look like a homeless person, people leave you big tips. I'm just saying. <laughs> Ooh, that leaves me that, that leads me to another story. I'll tell that later. Go on. No, that's all I had to say to that. I have clothes that are in a pile okay. and I don't do anything about it and I'm a, I'm a I'm a mess. That that was the end of my story. <laughs> well, let me, Okay, well let me say this. You're a slob. You're disgusting. Okay, next. No, I'm just kidding. Um I I think what we should really understand is that I'm an extremist on the cleanliness side. I think Weston knows this. I think Weston is closer to normal than I am. I I would say that. 
I don't I don't know if Weston is normal. I hope, you know, but I think he's I hope closer. I'm wrong. I hope everyone else thinks I'm disgusting and that I'm the problem. No, no, you no, know, no. I I want that. No. I want to be the 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 weirdo. I will take that. You know what? I I will do it. The problem <laughs> the problem is that you're not. Like in high school I delivered pizzas. I've been to a lot of pizza. Uh, I was about to say a lot of pizzas. A lot of people's houses. I've been to a lot of pizza's houses. People live, in my opinion, filthy. Yeah. Okay. Now, my definition of filthy is different. I think that I'm just a little. I'm a kind of a clean freak. So, that being said, I think you're you're more normal con- considering all the houses I've been in in my life, including my own growing up. Okay, which is why I think I'm kind of anal retentive on cleanliness. Um, I would like I would literally as a kid clean up after my mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like my mom would like leave a pickle jar out. This pickles just sitting out for days. Like mom, put this back in the fridge. So anyway, I, that being said, that 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 is a uh, rabbit hole we should dig into another time on the on the therapy podcast. This is not the therapy podcast. Is um, it not? Is not the reason we devised this this podcast was secretly for therapy between two bros? <laughs> I mean, two bro. I mean, we have talked about a lot of deep yes, things in our time so far, profoundish. So that's true. <laughs> um, I was about to bring something up, but I forgot it. What was I don't it? Know. What were we just talking about? I don't know, man. I've had, a lot, I've had a few drinks here, man. I don't know what you're thinking. What am Listen, I telepathic? Me. No, you're not, but I can give you the next topic. How about you, that? You could do that, sure. All right, how about this? How often do you go to the library? Oh, boy. Uh, the last time I was there was to use their printer. Um, well, actually, I, <laughs> okay, you know what? I take that back. Well, no, I don't take that back because that is true. But also, I while I was in college i went there quite a bit for various things uh, usually to use a computer and printer but like i did go there quite a bit for college but like outside of college reasons pretty much never so no is this during the time when you were staying because i know for a while you were staying with your grandpa at the time right if you're talking up? about way back in the day, like yeah, a decade ago, or is that too early? Well, like I've been to the, the the to many libraries for many reasons, but like recently, the only time I really go is was for college when I finished graduating more recently. Oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's like true. back yeah. when I was living with my grandpa okay. was when I was like starting college, and yeah, I'd go to the library for again various reasons for looking for research books for doing study on the computer for printing for all that stuff sure i've actually been i've spent quite a bit of time in libraries but on my own time not related to education not so much okay i'm only asking because i can name i can like literally name on one hand (laughs) how many libraries i've been to okay Actually, that's not that's not as weird. I thought you were about to say on um, one hand how many times I've been to a library. That's what I thought you were gonna say. No, no, no. Um, I went to the library in our hometown yeah. a lot for just various reasons. Um, I just the thing about the library is that 
what's a library have? It has books. Yeah. It has other things too, but it mainly has books. And I've never been a huge reader. Um, I've discovered through my adult years what I enjoy reading, which is mainly nonfiction stuff. Um, which I think is great. I don't like, which, yeah, I love learning stuff. I, I'm not a big fan of fiction. If I'm going to do fiction, I'm going to do a movie or a TV show. That's just my personal preference. Like my YouTube, and I know for you it's at least in some ways the same. Like you like to learn something while you watch something. Um, and that's just kind of what it is. So I don't know. I, I love our, I loved our hometown library growing up. I thought that was cool. I thought like the basement of the library was cool with all the kids stuff. But in general, yeah, I'm just not a big. I will say that does bring up a library goer, a bit more of a memory. I didn't count this originally, but that does bring up a memory that in elementary, middle and high school, I did spend a lot of time in those schools libraries because that was the period of time where I did the most reading for fun was was actually between elementary and high school where I would actually rent out books just to read for fun as opposed to research, etc., uh, I did spend quite a bit Dude. of time in those libraries, actually, looking at just what was on the shelves. So, our elementary school had a freaking awesome elementary school library. Oh, yeah. Do you remember oh, that? It was, like, when we were it kids? It was, like, its own, like, it was, like, a play place of, of libraries. Like, it was this whole, like, because it was all set so, up very interesting. So, the way it was set up, to my knowledge, it... it my memory could fail me, so let me know if it does. But the way I remember it is it was an elementary school. Now, Weston and I both went to a very small school. I mean, our graduating class was, what, like 70, 80 people around there? 80-ish by the time we graduated. At so, one point in time, it was 90-something. Which was considered high at the time. At the time, it was considered high, yeah. Um, I think we graduated 80-something. So that being said. Right, so small school, because trust me, like I met Steph, and like her graduating class was like seven hundred people. That was like more than <laughs> two times I mean? the entire size um, of our high school. <laughs> yeah, like our whole high school was like four hundred, yeah, like people, not even like including like staff. maybe four hundred. But I think it was like three fifty. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but that's a totally different conversation because I've got opinions on that now that I've moved to a city. But anyway, that being said, our library was super cool it was like centralized in the elementary school so like it was in the middle of the school there were steps that like went down so like elevation went down yeah. remember that it was like it was kind of hippie looking so it was like a lot of what was it yellow and orange yeah, 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 yellow and like it blood was very orange, yeah <laughs> it, yellow and blood orange and like it dipped down so if there were like meetings or like assembly stuff in the Uh library like you would sit on the steps and i just remember like my biggest memories there were really were the 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 book fair scholastic book fair um is that what it was called yeah the scholastic book fair the what's weird is that i don't have a lot of memories of the elementary one i have a lot of memories of the middle of the middle school one i and it's probably my alzheimer's kicking in i just don't remember it but like i remember the middle school ones in in that library but that's that was a less exciting library. So, I have a totally different story to tell, but I'll yeah. tell it. Do you remember 
because you and I probably weren't close at this point. So for those of you who are still listening, first of all, thank you. <laughs> and I hope you're drinking and enjoying your time and being safe yeah, if you drink. Lord. I will say Man, that. you've been listening for a while. Um, <laughs> so thank you for listening. But so Weston and I are, I would say, I'm going to call this childhood friends. Him and I got closer during like late middle school. Really well, high actually, school. Early yeah. high school is really... Yeah, high school. That being said, I knew of you before. Well, who didn't? And I, I was remember famous. you were famous. <laughs> That's not true. I was more famous than you. Come on now. It's no, funny. No. I was probably more famous no. than you then, but now you're more famous me than out. me. I was more famous. You were more popular. Ooh, oh. I'll agree ooh, with that. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes total sense. And then I didn't care about popularity, so I so I hung out with you instead. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I felt bad saying that, so I it had to say I'm just kidding. It didn't mean anything to me. It's fine. I, uh, well, you know what's funny <laughs> is that like during that time, I was like the kid like in high school that was kind of, I could fit with any group, but I didn't really care because I wanted to be with my friends who were, guess what, who weren't the popular kids. That was you. That was Justin. That was Logan. That was whoever else. That was like that. Those were my friends. Like that was the thing that I discovered much later in my school. This is so far off from libraries, but this is something I discovered later in my school career was that like everybody knew me for some reason for for whatever, and had some opinion on me, but I didn't know about it or care. Like everybody knew about me, but I didn't. I didn't know that, and I didn't know why. So I was apparently famous. Well, the, I just, for whatever reason, everyone knew me. Which it was a small school. Everyone knew you. It was you. a small school. Everybody knew everybody. I will everybody. say this though too. But I will say this also is that we are kind of. I do consider ourselves privileged and blessed to go to the school that we went actually. To. Yeah. Because even though, because trust me, take it from me, a guy who left his small town, our small town. Your town had like 400 people or something. My town, which was like 15 minutes away, had 3,000 people. I moved right. <laughs> to Memphis, which has like metropolitan, well over a million people. And I learned very quickly how blessed I am to have gone to a small school because we there were clicks, yes, but it wasn't like the stories that I hear from people that I have met living in this city where it's just, it's truly clicky and there's fights and there's this and there's that and there's drama. And it's like, everybody kind of knew everybody and yeah, there were clicks, but like we all knew each other and it just kind of was what it was. You right. know what I mean? So I, in hindsight, I was telling Steph, I said, if we ever have children, they are we're they're going to a small school. That is the one thing I said. There's no ands, ifs, or buts. <laughs> like, be, and I only say that because I, I I've heard her stories, I've heard coworkers' stories, friends' stories who, who are all from Memphis, big city, and they're all crappy stories. And I'm like, I've got crappy stories to tell from my high school years, sure, but they but they're it's nothing like this, like. It's just different. So just take it from me, this meeting all of these city people. It's like, 
trust me. No, I want you to go to a small school. Um, I certainly so don't have. I lost my no, train of thought. A that's little okay. Bit, I but, certainly don't have any regrets whatsoever going to a smaller school. Like I did no. not despise my experience. Um, I, I, I look back on it now and actually appreciate the experience that I had. That it wasn't more isolated than it was. I feel like if I was at a bigger school, knowing my personality, I would have been a more isolated individual. I mean, that sounds like counterintuitive because you go to the school with more people and maybe you'd find your clique or whatever. I feel like being in a place where kind of everybody's forced to know everybody forces you to find a clique or find a group or at least find comfortability in who you are. I don't have any regrets going to a smaller school. Again, going back to the the fame thing, um, something that really sticks out to my to me, which I don't mean to say this to toot my own horn, but this was something that really impacted me personally. Um, th- this goes back to the whole like I was more famous than you. Uh, the reason I joke about that is because I discovered when what, what what's it called when you do your like senior whatever's um like the 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 fun, the class clown the the class smarty or superlatives. superlatives senior superlatives when it came time to for senior superlatives i discovered being the introverted loner that was more focused on my classes that i was i i had won like five senior superlatives i had won like five of them yeah, really? no, I, I was approached. I forget I forget who was in charge of this now because this was a while ago. Um, I, I think I know who it is. I'm not going to say who it is. But I was approached like, hey, you won like these five superlatives. But like, that's crazy and that's not fair to everybody. Pick one. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And I, and I picked one and that was the superlative I won. But that blue... Dang. Which one was it? I, I chose like the one that was like the next I don't know the like the the next uh, the next Bill Gates or some nonsense uh, because because it was like okay, in tech okay. and I was thinking about going into tech so like I was like oh, I'll do that one I don't remember what all the superlatives wa- were I didn't that that was the thing that blew my mind so this is what blew my mind right that, that's why it sticks sticks to me I didn't care about winning any of them because I didn't expect to win any of them because I was just doing my thing and I was just being myself all right. That's right. why this sticks out to me so so much is that because throughout my experience in a small school, I was just being myself and I didn't realize that that had made such an impression on other people. And knowing that I apparently did yeah. make an impression, that my existence in school was recognized by other people in, this, in a similar vein that other people's existences, that they don't realize that I recognized, you know, because I didn't talk about it. Because, you know, I was a quite introverted kid. Um, it it really affected my head in, in the sense that, like, not, not to be egotistical about it. Like, oh, I won all these. Ha, ha, ha. No, more like, hold on a second. Like, I just thought I was you know skirting by like in the shadows like i didn't really care to do any of that but people saw me and recognized that for whatever it was worth in a similar vein that i thought i was recognizing other people and for what they were worth and i don't think i've ever been capable of uh like paying that back in a sense of of being able to pay back recognition to other people 
for what they meant to me in my early school years at the time that we were going to school. That, that, sure. that feels weird, but in a small school where you know everybody, yeah, that felt right. like especially impactful that no matter who you are, no matter what you think about yourself, you matter to yourself and you matter to other people, whether you know it or not. And that was especially important yeah. to me. The idea of having no idea, me having no idea that I had been so observed by these other people, that was profound to me. That, you know, bringing it back to profoundish, sure. right? That, I still to this day, far after graduating, grapple with that idea that you can have no sense of your impact on other people's lives and yet your existence does you don't have a choice of the matter your existence impacts the existence of other people whether you like it or not and that yeah. for so many reasons for so many reasons has just meant so much to me I forget what the original point of bringing all this up was, but the reason wow, I bring yeah. that up is for anyone listening, really, at the end of the day, no matter what you think of yourself, you have been seen by somebody for some reason, and that is worth That's doing true. everything you can to fulfill yourself. Like, we talked about fulfillment earlier with that, <laughs> with that poor, rich love question. Yeah. Seeking your own fulfillment is so important not only to yourself, but to everyone around you because you are being seen. And, and, and that's just from coming from a small school, right? I, I, that's going back to your um, wanting to raise your kids in a small school. I get that now to some level. Yeah. Sure. Well, especially after you saying that. Yeah, absolutely. It's true. It's just a different, it's a different thing. Um. You know, you mean something to somebody no matter what size school you go to. Right. That's true. If you interact with another human being, you mean something right. to them. You, Whether it's good, bad, whatever, it doesn't matter. You do mean something to them. Yes. You you leave I mean, some kind of impact. I, I don't know. That That just, to this day, when I go back and think about that, it blows my mind. Just... Uh, in in I don't know if it's philosophy or or whatever it is. It's like the butterfly effect, right? Like if you go back in time and like murder one butterfly by mistake, it completely unravels the chain of events of the future. It's like that, right? Like the tiniest little detail, like changes right. everything, and that happens now, right? Every little decision we make right now is the butterfly that affects the future and you don't know what that effect will have. So it's, it's everything, all of it. It's all important to somebody, even if you don't realize it. And that's something I still think about today. It just continues to blow my yeah. mind. Yeah. Goodness. I know that got deeper than I thought it would. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> Let that sit for a minute. If you, I'm too drunk. I'm too drunk for this. I'll tell you what. I'm going to leave you on that thought because Weston finally has to go break his seal. So, Alex. He's got to go break your seal. It's your okay, turn great. to entertain the audience. 
while I walk away on that thought. You got it. <laughs> All right, you got it. You go take care of your business. He's going to take care of his business while I sit here and I talk about life <laughs> as I'm very tipsy. You know, life has its twists. It has its turns. It has its ups and downs. And I'm sure if you're listening while you're sober, you're going to go, wow, he sounds different compared to how he did two hours ago. Well, sure, that may be true. But you know what? You've been here. You've been here too, you know. You're just having a few drinks, having a good time. And the alcohol gets the best of you. And that's okay. As long as you're safe, right? It's all about being safe while you're drinking. I know people who have been unsafe while they've drank, and people who've been safe, and I like to fall in the category of safe. I'm sitting here in my apartment. I say apartment. I'm not in an apartment at all. I'm actually in a, in a condo, technically. I've got a neighbor. But anyway, I've been safe, and Weston is being safe, too. And that's what really matters, is safety. Now, speaking of neighbors, though, that's where it gets kind of weird, right? So I'm in a condo. Now, being in a condo, is it the thing about a condo? So here's the thing. So I went from living in a house with my parents to moving to an apartment by myself to moving to a condo, which is still by myself, but I'm, I have a shared wall with a neighbor. And when you're like me, so if you're listening to this and you're not familiar with anything else that I do, I do a jam and chat where I improv weird, silly, funny music. That can get strange, right? You know, because I will be sitting there on a Tuesday night singing a song about, a, about an iguana who falls in love with a pig or something, right? I, I, I'm singing some weird song. I'm always afraid my neighbors are going to hear me, and they're going to have questions about it. I always get, get concerned about, <laughs> about the questions that they might have. They're like, why are you singing about pigs and iguanas? You know, well... Pigs and iguanas. I don't have a plan... Pigs and iguanas. You heard what me did correctly. I walk into? Listen, I don't know what you walked into. <laughs> All I know is that I have to go to the bathroom now too. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so I'm gonna go now. I'll this be right back. This is the uh episode where clearly we are not doing any cuts. This is the funny thing about Profoundish, is that usually we don't need to do a lot of cuts because we do like an hour-long podcast. It usually runs a little long, the hour 15, maybe an hour 30 if we're like really crazy into the like game part of the podcast. Uh, so we don't do a lot of cuts. We've had to do cuts before, though, where like I have to take like a phone call or something like that. This definitely happens. It definitely happens. We don't do a lot of cuts. This episode, because this episode is so <laughs> focused on just drinking and talking we both knew that this would be a a likelihood uh 
And because it would be too, too, just complicated, just frankly too complicated to figure out where we needed to make cuts when it came to the editing process, that we just decided not to. We are just literally going for it. Like we are just sat down, talking, drinking, and that's what we're doing. So this is basically all being shot, like one shot. I mean, heck, we've been recording for like two and a half hours. If you are still listening, listening to this podcast at this point, you know that. You figured that out. You, I think you've picked up on the general vibe that we were talking about. Now, I don't know what Alex was talking about while I was gone. But I do, I do want to reiterate that everything I said before con- does continue to impact and affect the way I, I think about things moving forward. And that, like, you never know what will inspire. Hey, what? Yes. Weston. I just want to yeah. check in and just tell you that I I poured my uh my next beer okay and it's the last of my beers <laughs> yes so if you if you were to recall uh-huh. it was a four pack when we had our Correct. beers and you had three and I had one yes so I I'm on my fourth I'm doing the you're best doing, I can you know what honestly this um, podcast has gone on for like two and a half hours so you're doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good, but here's the yeah. nice thing: this doesn't have to end because I have wine after. Oh this. my god! How long so, are we going? I've so got it, a lot of rum and a lot of Pepsi. <laughs> so we can feel it out and see. I still have to go to the bathroom, so I'm still going to go. Uh, Wait, continue to did break you my not seal, go? But I wanted to check in did really you... quick. <laughs> no, I just poured my beer. Next, I have okay, to go to the okay. bathroom. So I'll be back. I'll be right okay. back. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> so this is, <laughs> I feel like I was making a, uh, I feel like I was making a vaguely, um, not in, well, yes, a vaguely inspirational, uh, comment about the importance and, and impact that we all make on everybody's lives. And then we got interrupted by, uh, by that little uh, additional information. But um, I don't know. I think it is important to check in on people. I don't, maybe this is the, uh, the like, you know, you, you drink a little and you get emotional. Maybe this is the emotional part of the journey right now. But it is important to check in on the people you care about. The people you care about, the people that you think about. Maybe the people you haven't talked to in a while, but normally before you used to think about quite a bit. To just check in on how they're doing because you never know how somebody's doing and maybe they might appreciate a check-in just to see how they're doing. I know um, Alex has talked about this before. Um, I'm trying to remember if he's talked about this on this podcast specifically or if it was on Two Peas. Uh, two Peas being the Two Peas podcast, Alex's podcast he does with Stephanie. Uh, definitely check it out. The Two Peas podcast. Check it out on Spotify. Give it a follow. Do that. Don't tell him I told you, but do that. It's it's really good. I just listened to the Valentine's episode. It was super sweet. I, as of recording this, I was a little bit behind, so I, it came out a while ago, but I, I was behind on the episodes. Go go check that out. It's, it's really sweet. Anyway, um, I know he's mentioned it before that, like, oh, my God, I just lost my train of thought. I know what I was going to say. Oh, my God, I lost it. 
Oh my god, I lost it. Oh, that's so that's so embarrassing. What was? Oh my god, I, I lost it. What what you what lose? was I gonna say, Alex? I distracted myself. I was I, about to tell. I think you were gonna talk about. I was about to tell everybody at home something really, really important. It's gone now. Oh, well. It is what it is. That's not true. Yeah. That no, true? I was about to have a deep, meaningful, emotional suggestion for our audience, and then I got distracted doing a promo, and then I forgot what I was going to say. Of course you're promoting no! yourself. All I'm doing is taking, taking a piss, and then you're promoting Everybody yourself. at home, you all know I was not promoting myself. <laughs> Listen to Alex. He knows how <laughs> egotistical and narcissistic I normally am. And I took one moment to be selfless. Alex comes back. Oh, I was doing a promo. And he's like, oh, promoting yourself again. I see. No. You I son wasn't. of a bitch. I wasn't, though. <laughs> Everybody at home knows. Um, Everybody at home knows. <laughs> I believe them. And I know I know your heart. It's okay. I don't have one of those. I have an ice box I will say my this. heart used to be. Don't listen to him. He has an ice document. If you know what that is, it's because you watched our Valentine's Day stream. Ice document. I don't think I um, watched that stream. What are we? Sorry, that was a deep cut. <laughs> I don't remember what that. That means. was a deep cut. Clearly, when we played our our improv our snake oil game. Oh, I do need to relive. What are your words? Was ice document. That's amazing. But, but that being said. This is super nerdy and super specific, but before we go on to another topic, I want to share this. It was, so I was going to the bathroom, right, breaking yes. the seal the second time. I think it was the second time. I don't think I've been there three times. I think it was second. It's been, it's been four times. <laughs> That's not true. That being said, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I always do this weird test, and I'm sharing it right now, mainly because I've been drinking a lot, and it probably sounds like it. And it's so I have I have what's called what what, uh, what people in the music industry called perfect pitch, right? So yes. it's that's basically where I can tell you what the pitch of a note is on the um, American standard of <laughs> um, frequency, and that's apparently that's apparently despite the fact I didn't know you had tinnitus until I listened to the Two Peas podcast. Oh, I have tinnitus? Or I know I have tinnitus. Sorry, that was stupid. I'm sorry, I've been drinking. I didn't know I said I have tinnitus on the podcast. I said that. Huh, interesting. The moment you said, oh, I have tinnitus, I'm like, I suddenly questioned everything I knew. I was like, I w- I'm like, never mind. Never mind. Maybe so, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I've got tinnitus and I do have a uh, perfect pitch. So basically what that means is, so tinnitus is where I, you hear it like this, very high frequency ringing in your ears at all times, and it kind of comes and goes. If you're not listening to anything at, at a given time, it really comes through. So if it's quiet in a room, some people might say they hear nothing. When it's quiet in a room for me, I hear ringing, like bells, like really high-pitched all the time. And I'm used to it, so it, it it is what it is. But that being said, I have perfect pitch, which basically means that if you said, hey, sing a C, I could go, C, and I know that's a C, right? So play your piano. It'll be a C. C, okay. So there is a reason why I brought that up. Oh, yeah. So when I drink a lot, <laughs> <laughs> one thing that yeah. I do is that I'll, I'll go to myself in a mirror, 
and I did this just a few minutes ago, and I went, how drunk are you? Can you still sing like like an A? A, you know what I mean? So I'm, 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 look, I'm looking in the mirror going, A, and I thought, God, if somebody freaking walked in on me right now, <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I know if it were me, I'd have walked in like, A, sexy lady. I would have started doing Gangnam Style with Dude, you. Dude, that song changed everything for a while. Remember that? Remember that time? <laughs> I, that time period? I do. I do remember that time period because I saw that video before it like went viral and then you it showed went it viral. To me. And then it was I like, think. oh, <laughs> I was like on the like razor's edge of it going viral. Yeah. Well, it it's funny because that kind of changed everything because since that's like that song exposed so many Americans to like K pop and J pop. Yeah. That they never would have otherwise like like known about. Yeah, I was on um, a huge J-pop phase right before Gangnam Style went popular. Which Gangnam Style, it's it's that's South Korea, so that's K-pop. But I was on a J-pop phase that led me to that, and then it exploded, and I was like, oh wow! So it was like right before this happened. No, yeah, you were before the like the explosion because if you would have said like in two thousand twelve or whatever yeah, year it was roughly that you were into J pop, most people wouldn't even know what you meant when you said J pop. Right. right. So, yeah. No, I was cool. I was a weirdo listening to some weird music. <laughs> now you were a Pandora guy, right? Uh growing up, yes. I don't remember where I listened to all my J pop stuff. It might have been a combination of J pop, YouTube videos. I don't remember. I was never a spot of Yeah, I was mostly a Pandora guy, I think at that point. Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious. So, something something and like that. It's funny because I was like up until I would say, oh geez, twenty sixteen, maybe twenty seventeen, I was iPod man. Okay. So I'm talking still iPod. I would download my songs, buy them, whatever, put them on my, my iPod classic. It's what they call it nowadays, which is basically the iPod that just... It wasn't like the iPod Touch, which is basically an iPhone without the phone. It was just the, the old school iPad with like the the scroll wheel thing on it. It had like 256 gigs or whatever. Wow, I sound super drunk. Um, you sound perfectly probably... clear to me. You're doing fine. <laughs> well, keep drinking because I got a whole nother uh, 9% beer to go through and it's a tall beer. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, uh, something about iPods. What was I talking about? iPods it's, or something like that? We're talking about Gundam style getting big. You're talking about iPods. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I know. All I know is that I got into it <laughs> and then I was just, I was super into it. And I remember you showed that song to me, Gundam style. Yes. And that song, like if you weren't there, you wouldn't understand. But in 20. 20- what was it, 2012, probably, 2013, 2012, maybe? 2012, 2013, yeah, some, it, something like that. That song changed everything. Because, first of all, that song became the number one, like, at the time, most viewed video, period. On YouTube, It was the first yeah. video to, to beat one billion views, I believe. Like, it, 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 it exceeded 
uh, uh, billion if it wasn't, views. I can't remember exactly. If it wasn't the first to hit a billion, it was the fastest to hit a billion. Because it, it immediately got like two billion pretty quick after that. In fact, if, if I were to, if my memory serves me correctly, Justin Bieber held the title for the most yes. views, and then very quickly, um, what's the artist name? I can't remember his name. Psy. Psy, that's right. Psy yeah. beat it very quickly, and then I remember. Um, not you so much, but me and our our mutual friend Justin got into his whole. His, I think it was an album, but it seemed like an EP. It was like seven songs. Him and I got into that, so we would listen to that on the way to school and stuff because we'd carpool sometimes um, to college, and we'd listen to his record. Anyway, that being said, that was really like a huge turning point for like Americans' um, uh, intake what? of like like a foreign uh, music. A foreign music, honestly, because, yeah. Because, because you know now, what would, Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I, maybe you were get, getting to this, because the song that overtook that in America, uh, I want to say shortly thereafter, because this is long after the fact, but it took a while, was Despacito. Yep. Oh, yeah, Again, I remember not, that song. not yeah. an English, English-spoken song. Is that So this introduced this whole world of not English first music in America getting big for a while. Right. See, that's look look as a songwriter, now I'm a drunk songwriter, but as a drunk songwriter, <laughs> let me tell you something. There's something super um relevant and and prevalent about strong melodies that really resonate with listeners. Like a strong melody like that song, you know that song, Presito or whatever it's called, Despacito. Like there's something about it that just like strong melodies just stick in your head, and they just sit there for a long time. And earworms. A lot of my earworms, exactly. A lot of my favorite songwriters write songs that are earworms you may not know the lyrics completely but they just you know the melody and that's kind of my goal when i write my songs it's just i want it to stick in your head even if you don't remember what the words are like you kind of know how it sounds that's clearly proof that it works because Gondam style and that song and and a few others like and then now um you got bands like pink and Maybe they're not called. No, what's it called? Pink Silver or Silver Pink or something. They're 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 a J-pop band or maybe maybe K-pop. I think it's J-pop. But there's a few bands. I couldn't um, tell you off the top of my no, head. No, Black Pink. Black Pink. Oh, that sounds That's familiar. Um, Black Pink. I think they're J-pop. They got them and a few other bands. Um, obviously from the opposite side of the world. You know, we're in America. That being said. It resonates with you. There's something about it. It's it's amazing. They, what they're Korean. Do. Yeah. Uh, so you said Blackpink. I'm like, I think that's Korean, but I don't want to say. You yeah, they're South Korean. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, they're definitely not North Korean. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. There's so many reasons <laughs> for that. Um, have you ever heard totally random? Have you ever heard of the um the podcast? I think it's called uh, Survival. I have not. 
So there's a podcast called, I think it's called The Survival Podcast. And what it does is it tells the stories of these people who survived these traumatic, crazy events where they, like, they shouldn't have survived, but they did. And then, like, it tells their stories. Um, I recommend it to anybody listening, including you, Weston. It's just called Survival. And the reason why I bring that up is because we talked about Korea. And it talks about this um, this North Korean, like, um, internment camp. Yeah. And the only, which, by the way, still exists today in 20, what year is it, 2022? <laughs> what Two? year is 23? it? Well, man, you're real drunk. 2023. <laughs> 2023. Yeah, I trust me, I'm drunk. Yeah, like what I year, can... <laughs> What year is it? <laughs> what year it's is March. it? March. Anyway, it's March, it's Alex. <laughs> What's my name? Um, but anyway, it, it it tells the story about a uh, um this in, internment camp person they're 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 in the camp sorry i I, an inmate i guess it is what you would call them sure they're the only living survivor um who who was able to escape the camp um in recent years actually ever since that camp existed anyway i recommend listening to that podcast weston i'll probably send that to you later um it's it's actually a really good podcast like it's it's a crazy story to think about like in the 90s it, it took place in the 90s but like that, there's still internment camps today across the country. It's wild. Yeah, I'm. Tr- I was trying to look up. I was on my um, Audible hashtag sponsored. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there was a aud- aud- an audio book I listened to a while ago about. Um, it was written by someone who fled North Korea. Uh, Wait, for it. Shin Gan Yuk or something like that. Is it the no, same? This- this was a, I Same think person? I think this is a thousand miles to freedom by I think it was by Unsun Unsun Kim. Unsun Kim, okay. Which there's been a few stories of this, but like I remember um listening to this audiobook about this uh woman that like fled North Korea and it's it's just woman, a harrowing okay. tell and a harrowing tale about the living con- which she didn't flee an internment camp like like you're describing she fled her home basically because they they were just you know literally starving <laughs> like you know sure um because the place is uh, an actual hell hell um she fled and you know uh told her story about how she fled uh, and in order to flee north korea got involved with a chinese uh um trafficking ring basically like like there was a i forget oh. i forget exactly the details cuz it was uh, it was years ago i listened to this but the uh traffickers to get them out of north korea were chinese but the 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 trick was that these um traffickers were actually trafficking them from north korea into chinese slavery basically like underground illegal slavery mm. And then she had to flee Chinese slavery, and she eventually made it to America. And it was just a wild tale. Uh, that being hmm. said, the rest of her family was was still in North Korea, uh, and she didn't know if they were still even alive at the point of publishing the book, because you know because of the story, and there was no way to contact them or whatever. And it's just it's wild that such a state can still exist that that people can still live in such. 
repressed yeah, it, squalor. It, it was really harrowing. But that, that's what that reminded me of was the story that I read. It's it's funny because most of us listening are probably Americans. I've already guessed, but I could be wrong. But that being said, you kind of live in a bubble when you're in America. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And and when you really look at it, like it's it's a blessing. And I don't know. I feel blessed to be, you know, to have been born where I've been born, because you think yeah. about in this day and age right now. There's this crap going on, and it's so sad. Like, people aren't given the rights that truly they deserve to be given. And no wonder so many people look at America as, you know, I'm talking years past, too, like, as the promised land. Like, of course they do. It's America. You know, it, it it's insane. It, it It makes me sad to think about, really. Yeah. For all of our faults as Americans, because, you know, nowhere's perfect anyway. For all of our right. faults, there is a lot of opportunity here. And if you're born here, the amount of privilege that you're just born into without realizing it, uh, well, numbs there's, the mind. There's a reason why America is one of the, the greatest countries. I mean, look at us like we're one of the youngest, yet one of the most prevalent countries in the world. And we're one of the youngest. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, that's and the grand to be proud scheme of things. Yeah, like we are not that old of a country. 1776, so, you know, 300-ish years uh, old uh, as a country, yeah. 250 or whatever. Uh, I'm not doing math. Look, we're all drinking. I'm not doing math right now. Shut up. Yeah, anyway, I'm drinking. the point is we're not that old of a country. We're a very rich country. We're a very privileged country. Um, yeah. If you're from one of the other privileged countries around the world that isn't America, because there are several, and the in in and all over the place, like listen, I'm not gonna start naming names because then I'm gonna get in trouble, some kind of weird internet trouble. The point is, this is a pri- very privileged country, and looking at yeah. what some people have to go through just to obtain basic human rights. Very privileged to have been born in this country. It almost makes you feel bad, <laughs> honestly. Right. There are some you know. places where, like, uh, by Western standards, aren't considered privileged, but the people living there are happy with the lives that they have. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people that are repressed for being just who they are, and that's just right. that's just not right. And that is not right. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So, Weston, tell me this, though. I'm going to change the topic a little bit, lighten it up a little bit. Yes, let's do that. Um, You have one chance, one opportunity to travel and leave the United States. Where are you going and why? Um, Okay. um... One chance for the rest of your life. Like, you don't have to say, like, a very specific place, but maybe you can give me, like, at least a Wait, continent like this, or maybe this a country is, this is the, by chance. This is the last time I'll ever be able to leave the country. Forever, yes. That makes it tricky because now I kind of want to go someplace wildly different from America just to experience it. Uh, because normally, if I'm asked, like, if I could go someplace that's not the United States and go somewhere else, because the United States has a lot to offer. We have a lot of different... 
biomes. We, a lot we of got diversity. hot, cold, yeah. wet, dry. We we got it all here. It's crazy. Um, so usually, if I'm asked if I want to go to another country, where would I go? I would say like England. They speak English. They're kind of different, kind of like interesting. You know, yeah. go to England, right? But if I'm going to leave the country one time ever and then I'm stuck in America, like I have one chance to experience the wider world. I have to pick something that's like wildly different from America, right? So like I'm going to go to like, I don't know, Japan or thailand Ooh, or south africa okay. like something that's like wildly Super different from away. america like if it's a one-time thing like if i this is the one place i get to go and then i'm in america forever which i love america i'm i'm an american so biased You're from here. but I, yeah. I love america there's so much to experience here if i have one place to go to and then never again can i leave the country maybe japan because they're uh, Southeast yeah, Asian, okay. uh, but they're also like not like they're not antagonistic towards Americans, as far as I know. Uh, so that that would maybe be a good yeah. place to go. Um, so something Asian would be fun, I think. So like Japan or something, something Asian. I don't know, Shanghai or Thailand or some, something like. Do you? Oh God, when were you in GCMS? Do you remember a um, foreign exchange student we th- that we had? Oh God, okay. We all called Ask him away. Top. Go ahead. We all called him Top. His name was Top. Do you remember Top? I feel like I do. I I don't remember um, what his full name was. High we school called him Top. or middle no, school? Elementary school. So maybe you weren't there yet. I I feel like you weren't. I'm. I I came to GCMS. In first grade, because we're in the same grade. Um, yes. So it was first grade. I'm not. This was sure. like fifth grade. Top. That sounds familiar. So did he move in fifth grade or something, or what happened? Yeah, he was here in like the fifth grade. I think it was fifth grade. It was fourth or fifth grade. I think it was fifth grade. Top. And we all yes. called him top. I just, I, I just had this weird like memory. Yes, yes I do know top. Yes. Because I don't remember what his full name was. I knew it at one point in time, but I don't remember now because this was many years ago. It was, but his name was long. And it was harder to say. It was like he bled and into high school. He bled into that high school era or uh, the all, middle school at least. But yeah, I don't think he did not make it to high school with us anyway. I he don't went, think so. But he, middle he school, moved, yes. He moved somewhere. I don't remember where. But he was for sure fifth grade. That's when I knew him, and uh, because I had a class with him, and I forget what his full name was. But we all called him Top, and he was from Thailand. I think it would be fun to experience Thailand once, because oh, I knew him yeah, at absolutely, the time, yeah. and he'd bring these weird snacks in into lunch or whatever. And I just thought that was really cool. That would be fun to experience once. So just to be weird. If I had to leave the country one time ever and then never again could I leave the country, Thailand. He was from Thailand. I haven't thought about him in over a decade. <laughs> That's wild to me. I yeah, I still remember this kid. There's 0% yeah. chance he's listening to this podcast. I mean, if there's any chance at all, oh my God, Top, leave a comment. Like <laughs> Top, yeah, seriously, reach out to us because this- I remember him. Yeah, there's no way I you're do. listening to this. If you are, reconnect. Oh, my God, because there's no way you remember me, but I remember you. Uh- <laughs> because because you think about it, it's like, 
from my experience, right? So I lived in a small town, central Illinois. I left, moved to the south. Like the the odds are so oops, sorry. I moved the mic around. You're fine. The odds are so small. Yeah. So if you're listening, seriously, reach out to me or Weston because we'd love to hear from you if you're really listening. <laughs> it's totally different compared to like a big school. Like you really don't understand unless you live the life that Weston and I lived. So Weston's hometown probably had like 300 people or something like that. Like it was a small number. Um, my hometown was slightly bigger because it held the school and it was like 3,000 people. It wasn't that big. You know, meeting people once I moved to a city, you know, they're like, yeah, my graduating class was like, you know, 700 kids. I'm thinking, 700? We had like 80 in our class tops, you know. The the town so, I'm from is like 3,000 people. Like, that's the and, town. That's the whole town. But it's so funny, dude, because as soon as I we those conversations are had, and then I hear the stories, it's like, oh, so-and-so got in a fight, or so-and-so did this, or so-and-so... You know, they they found bullets in the school or whatever it is. It, it's super dramatic. It's like it makes me super grateful <laughs> to be from where I'm from because it's like the most dramatic thing that I remember from our school. And also, I'm very I'm very drunk at this point, <laughs> if you can't tell. So if you can't tell, I'll say this. Um, it, the most dramatic thing I remember from our school was... In our middle school, they found a bullet shell. Do you remember this, the bullet shell? Wait, when we were in middle school? No, I don't remember that. I remember when my brother was in middle school, they found a bullet shell in his class. So we were in middle school at this time. I had to have been in eighth grade. Well, you would have been too at this point because we're the yeah. same age. So, um, and we were in code red or whatever the the, the color was. And it's because they found a like a shell, and we were there. I think the rest of the day. I think, but point is the the point is is that that was the most dramatic thing that happened at our school. Well, I um, remember I remember a time in high school in our class. Someone from our class, I won't say who, had brought a gun to school in their vehicle outside and it was discovered but it's really they were well it was because they were going hunting after class (laughs) it was discovered give me we wait wait hold on wait well one second one second one second wait wait stop hold on on. can you give me the syllables like their first and last name just give me that i I, if you if you had to guess you could (laughs) give me a second i'm getting a phone Um, call entertain the audience for a sec wait okay okay Hunting. Have you guys been hunting? Have you guys been drunk in hunting? Don't be drunk in hunting. Don't do it. I promise you that's not a good idea. Just take it from me. Take it from the drunk guy that's leading this podcast right now. You don't want to do it. Okay? Man, this beer is good. But trust me, you don't want to do it. Okay? Don't go hunting with a beer. It's just not a good idea. I can guarantee that I sound completely different compared to what I would sound like usually. 
So we've been going for what? Three hours? Oh my God, three hours. If you're still listening to this three hours in, thank you for listening to the the, the two-piece podcast. (laughs) I sound disgusting to me, but if you're into it, thank you. Um... This is probably it. I got a little more water left. I'm going to get some of that water afterwards. I'm back. Sorry about that phone call. I had a work question come up. It was very easy to answer. It was just something Thank they God. didn't know what to do. Yeah, it was very easy to answer. It was just like I was getting a phone call. I'm like, oh, no. Because as of recording this, it's kind of late. And I'm like, oh, no. What's what's happened? <laughs> right. I was going to say because, I mean, it's it's kind of late. Like, it's what time is it? I know. Ten twenty almost. Just our about. time. Yeah, so they're packing so I, it in. They're packing it in for the night. And I was like, oh no, what's happened? And they're like, okay, this this thing came up and I'm like, okay, I can answer that. So you so even if you drink, you're still daddy subway. Always. No, I oh God. I shouldn't say this on the podcast. I've been to work drunk. Because I'm dead. Yes, I've been out at the bar drinking, and I got called in on an emergency, and I went in. So what? What time would that be? Late. I don't know. Eight, nine, ten, something like that. So you're telling me you you probably worked that day because I know usually the town that you'd be in when you'd be getting drunk. Yes. So, so which is the same town that you work, and then. So it'd be Which, eight, nine, ten. I should whatever. make it clear this is not like a, this. Yeah, this is not a regular occurrence. Let me make this very clear. I'm just saying this has happened before, <laughs> where an emergency Come came on. up, where I was required, but I was really not in a state to be there. <laughs> but I went there anyway. But you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Which I can do my job in my sleep. So it was just one of those one of those things, but. Does it feel good that you know that one day you're going to wake up and look back and go, I can't remember how to do that job. That's going to feel good. I promise It's impossible. You There's good. not going to ever be a day where I can't remember how to make a sandwich. Trust me. <laughs> there's going to be a day. I promise you. You think it's not true, but I promise you it will. And when you do, you're going to be like, Alex, I'm so glad I left that. Thank well, you. I d- I tell people that eventually, like after I leave where I'm at, maybe not right away. I got I got plans to run my own shops. We're gonna we're gonna start my own franchise. I got an, I got the, I got the name picked out and everything. I have no idea if it's true. <laughs> What's it called again? You've told me before, but I forgot. What is it? Listen, hi, li- hear me out. And if someone steals this, I will actually sue you. <laughs> because okay. why not? Hasty subs. Oh, Hasty Subs, that's right. Yeah. yeah. If I open up a sub shop, it'll be Hasty Subs. I mean, it's good. Like, it's quick, it's efficient, it's subs. Yes. I I like it. I've got I've got I've got names picked out for subs. It'll be great. Anyway, point the point that I'm getting at is that I can do this job in my sleep. And that's What were you talking the, about? What did we miss? That's the mo difference. The Mo difference. You know, the difference of Mo. 
You have to have the confidence that you can do anything that you set your mind to. You have to have that level of confidence. Confidence is key. <laughs> I have no idea. Go what on. I'm talking elaborate. About. <laughs> I am. Continue. I am very, very. At this point, dude, I'm very drunk. Um. Yes. It's uh. How long has it been? It's been three uh, hours. Oh my god! It's been three hours, dude. I'll tell you what, Alex. How, it's you been sound a, great. Listen, I'm uh, I'm a heavier weight than you are, man. I'm a I'm a Clearly. I'm a big man. I can uh I can hold my alcohol. I'm I'm trying to get through my drink here. Uh, <laughs> I don't You're know. You're doing what to tell well. You. I don't know what to tell you. I I know what I'm doing. I can talk. Wherever I go, whatever bar I I go into, I make friends. I make friends wherever I go. <laughs> but you it has well. been three well, hours, so I'll tell you what. That's true. Do, do you want to start wrapping it up? This has been a long special. Like we've had a lot to say. It has been an interesting ride for everyone listening. What do you think? Yeah, three hours is pretty long. I think three hours. I think we're good. <laughs> three hours is a probably about we, when we talked about this for everyone listening at home. Uh, we we just lost track of time. We talked about this. We're like we go like two two and a half hours, whatever. We will go until we stop. It's been about three hours. I think we exceeded our own expectations for this podcast episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we did that. I think we accomplished that. I think we had a lot of fun. I think we had a lot to say. Actually, we got really deep on a handful of topics we got to talk about really lightly a handful of other topics um yeah absolutely happy saint patrick's day everybody i hope you were all safe i know this episode's technically coming out after saint patrick's day so i'm sure you were all very safe and enjoying your weekend be safe absolutely be safe retrospectively Go back in time and be safe, God dang it. <laughs> Please, for us. Just do it for, for us. us. For us. Do you have, I don't know what we were talking about. I had that phone call. I don't know what you were talking about. Do you have any final final words that you want to give to everybody before we go, specifically? You? I, to be <laughs> honest, I don't because I have these very like congestive gas things going on in my body. <laughs> oh um, no you so know i don't have anything in particular you're not supposed to gulp so much air when you drink that's where the farts come in oh yeah that's my problem yeah you have to be very it's careful about how you stuff. drink yeah yeah when you drink you got to like make sure you're sucking on the like drink and not like gulping air because the air is what creates the farts now you all know actually fun now little fact fun little fact that i learned about um just on the internet or whatever there's a certain way you can pour your alcohol right like if you're pouring beer (coughs) if you don't want a lot of head boy you can kind of tilt your glass so you don't get a lot of head on your beer and that's great because it's easier to drink but that means more gas is is trapped in your beer which means you will have more farts but if you pour your beer straight into your glass and create a bunch of head that's a bunch of air escaping and you will have less gas that's your call, everybody, and now you know. <laughs> Thank God he said it, because I couldn't have said it, because I am. I'm done. 
Oh boy, I'm really done. Close this out, Weston. Go ahead. Thank you all so much for listening to Profoundish. You can uh, listen to us on Spotify, Apple, uh, Anchor. Listen to us. Look for us for uh, a YouTube, Profoundish. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ProfoundishPod. You can follow me at Weston Hasty on TikTok. Uh, yeah, on TikTok, uh, on uh, Twitter, Magic Man Mo on YouTube, or my website, mad, uh, WestonHasty.com. Alex, where can we find you? AlexDuquette.net. That's all I can say. AlexDuquette.net. Really, that's all I can say. For everything that Alex does, check out his new album, Sangam, uh, Songs from Sangamon Songs Street. Songs from Sangamon Street. Yep, that's right. Listen to his new album, available on Spotify or uh, YouTube or wherever you can find music, yep, frankly. everywhere. Uh, go to alexduquette.net. He's probably selling uh, CDs there. Do that. Buy yes, CD. Yes, I am. Um, it's worth doing. Uh, I'll Be Fine by Monday is Thank not you. on the album, but that's the song that I still think of. So uh, if you need a, like, a, a sample... Of what Alex does. Listen <laughs> to that song. Probably his most popular song ever. Go give that yes, a listen on YouTube or something. That's true. <laughs> I it's forget a good what song, we were, if you ask me. I forget what we were talking about. I think we were talking about Earworms earlier. Um, and I was, I was about to bring up your, your album at that point. I just didn't get around to it. Uh, because that's a, a song that constantly gets right. stuck in my head when I think about your music. Not that's that a good sign. It honestly. is. It's a good sign. It's a good song. Songs from Sangam Street for all his new stuff. Oh God, what's my favorite song from Songs from Sangam Street? I think. Yeah, do you um, have a favorite? I'd love to know because we haven't talked about it. I want to. I want to say I got to look up the uh, names real quick before I get them wrong. Because like, there's so many. The Cookie Cutter Life is a good one that I remember hearing a lot from. I think you played that one on your streams a little bit leading up to it. So I really True. like Cookie Cutter yeah. Life. So definitely check out Cookie Cutter Life from Songs from Sangamon Street. Rolodex is really, you know what? Honestly, actually, underrated song from Songs from Sangamon Street, Gravity Man. I'm a big fan of that one. Gravity Man. You know, you know why you like that song? Why is that? That's because that's that's the only song on that whole record that is from my heart in my mind. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm serious. That's the only song because the whole point of the album is that it tells stories. Um, Gravity Man tells the story of me moving to Tennessee from Illinois. So I appreciate that. So I'm glad you like it. Wow, I'm drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I could talk more and more about all of these songs. Go listen to Songs from Sangamon Street by Alex Duquette. Uh, Google it. You will find it. Thank you all so much for listening to Profoundish. Until next time. Bye. Bye. I'm so drunk. I love St. Patty's Day.